0: Well, 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 today is Thursday, October 5th, 2023 (laughs) still, and you're listening to the Ask a Christian podcast, and I'm your host, Nate, who has a problem with what day it is. So uh, Jesus was only sent to the lost sheep of Israel, so doesn't that contradict Paul, where he says, uh, you know, the Gentiles and everyone can be saved too? No, it does not. Spoiler alert, the answer is keep reading. Great commission. Jesus gets to it. So, uh, anyway, he goes to the lost sheep of Israel. They reject him. He goes and says, hey, tell everyone in the whole world, make disciples of all nations. And Paul also says the same thing. So, no, they do not contradict each other. Then, <laughs> modesty for children. At what age should, should parents start being concerned with what their kids dress and wear? Um, well, why not always? I mean, why not set the stage, right? Even before they know what modesty means, modesty is, like, you know, just set the stage. Um, then you don't have to try to, like, correct something uh, later. I don't know. Um, that also doesn't mean wear, like, sackcloth and, you know, like, <laughs> like don't go overboard. Um, anyways. And then in the Ask a Christian chat, we talk about Brazilian butt lifts. So, um, you know, I'm not sure why or how, but we talk about it quite a bit. Um, and it gets into a larger cosmetic surgery and vanity and, you know, what is, oh, it comes off the heels of the modesty talk. Uh, And, you know, what is acceptable is any, all, none. Where is the acceptable limits? Um, I could give you a spoiler alert, but you got to listen. Anyway, then prophecy versus, you know, words of knowledge or different interpretations or definitions of what someone means. By prophecy, a prophet, an office. So we talk about that. And then we have a heated debate with two guys who are trying to say the exact same thing, but they don't realize it in about an hour. Um. So what came first, right, the, the chicken or the egg? Uh, what came first, the desire to not sin or repressing yourself to get that desire? Um, anyway, so, so they're very close to agreeing, and they just, they just talk past each other a lot. But it's a very common argument in Christianity. So it's like, well, you know, you're, you're supposed to, you're, our righteousness, our good deeds are filthy as filthy rags before God. So on one hand, it's like, don't focus on sin and trying to avoid sin. Focus on Jesus. Because by focusing on Jesus, your desire to sin will diminish. And then the other side is like, well, no, no, you're just saying focus on Jesus and don't worry about sin. So that must mean you want to do all kinds of sin. That's exactly how that conversation goes and how it continues to go. It's like, bro, look, don't focus so much on it. Instead of trying to say, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. Think of worship Jesus, read your Bible, meditate on the word. Oh, what just happened? Two birds with one stone. By taking time away from don't sin, don't sin, don't sin, don't sin, to worshiping on Jesus, worshiping Jesus, following the Bible, following God, living Christ-like, focusing on that, um, as a result, you've done good things, focusing on Jesus and meditating on the scripture, and that has diminished the time in your day that you can physically do bad things. So, you focus on Jesus, and by doing that, your will to sin diminishes, and also your time to sin diminishes. Until you're like, wow, this guy over here is a one-trick pony saying, don't sin, don't sin, don't sin, don't sin. And as a result, he's thinking about not sinning so much that it's still prevalent in his mind. So, he's thinking about sin. He's not thinking about doing it, but he's thinking about not doing it. But by thinking about not doing it, he's still thinking about the category of sin. And he's more enticed because it's it's living rent-free in his brain. While the other guy has like gone away to praise Jesus, um, taking away time in the day that he can sin, also diverting his thoughts from thinking about the sin. So he is in a stable, holy, loving relationship with Jesus and meditating on scripture and building up his spiritual person, putting on the armor of God. And whenever he returns to the other guy, the other guy is still saying, don't do that, don't do that, do, don't do that. Or he may be saying, Crap, man, I've thought about this so much that I actually did it. Um, and, and the other guy's like, wow, man, I, I may have done that too if I was in your shoes, but while you spent six hours of the day trying not to sin, I was just, you know, doing godly stuff or, you know, not thinking about that. So as a result, I haven't had the physical time to sin, and I also haven't been thinking about sin. i have thinking about God. I've been listening to podcasts about sermons. I've been listening to Christian music. Um, so the end result is the same. The person who says you don't have to focus on sin, focus on Jesus, they also will not want to sin. And the result is they will not sin. The person who focuses on sin saying, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. Well, of course they don't want to sin. So everyone is reaching the same conclusion. It's just the strawmans and the talking past each other that if one person says they're focusing on sin to not do it, the other person is saying, well, you know, you are you don't understand what a Christian is. You don't understand your spiritual walk. Strawman. The other person says, oh, well, if you say don't focus on sin, focus on Jesus, then you want to sin. You're only doing that because you want a harem of hookers. It's like, bro, that is such a strawman. Let me just light that on fire real quick. So hopefully that helps. Anyways, that's how this conversation goes. Uh, Check out the Ask a Christian book on Amazon. Check out the Ask a Christian store on somewhere. The link is in the podcast description. We appreciate your support, having conversations with Christians and non-Christians alike, sharing the gospel of Jesus to people on the internet who need it more, not less. Until next time, share these links, and we'll see you. Bye.
1: Did Paul have authority on his own to preach to the Gentiles?
0: That is a great question. One that lots of people who have a problem, not you with uh, christianity bring up often between muslims or hebrew israelites especially but the answer is easy so um all it takes and you know no condemnation for you but um you know because you're sincere but the answer is just read the book um so if you read the part where jesus says he was sent to the lost sheep of israel and uh if you keep reading jesus himself in the great commission he says he was sent first to the lost sheep of israel so if you keep reading the very words of Jesus. you'll get to the great commission where he says now go into all the world and preach the gospel baptizing in the name of the father, son and Holy spirit to all nations. So then when Paul says the same thing, he's just echoing what Jesus says. So uh, the way it goes is yes, Jesus says he came to the lost sheep of Israel first. And then he says that the Jews are going to reject him to fulfill prophecy that the cornerstone or, you know, that the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. That's Jesus. Um, So it's because it's to show them basically I don't want to say to spite them, but it's basically to show them that what what was theirs, what was their inheritance, because they're going to reject it. Jesus is going to give it to everyone else, too, and make it available. Um, so then hopefully they will again. I don't want to say jealousy is a little heavy handed, but they will they will kind of be jealous and want what all these other people have, which was theirs. And they threw it away. They rejected it. They didn't recognize Jesus as the Messiah. So now, when the rest of the world Wait, does, we're
1: getting too far over my head. It's too it's too much that I don't know that much yet. So, can I interrupt?
0: Uh, sure. So, the short version is, Paul does not contradict Jesus.
1: Okay. Lastly, so the the apostles were told also to preach to all the nations, right? And mm-hmm. did they do that? Did they then yes. do that? They then they then did that, and then lastly, I feel like crying right now because, as a Jehovah Witness for thirty-five years, I don't have. I'm not i am not going to get upset. Let me not get upset about that. It's okay. I have to tell myself it's okay. Twisted scriptures. Um, let's get the scriptures straight, straight day by day here. So, um, how did Paul basically know to go forth and do that if he never spoke to them or, or he did speak to Peter and James, right? And then he knew to do that.
0: Yes. uh, He had conversations with all these people um, and that's documented in, I mean, other places, but among them acts. So acts and Peter talk a whole lot.
1: Okay. Thank you. So. So I don't have to listen to anyone who said he had no right to do that, and, all this Mishagat's confusion. Right?
0: Yeah, well, let me, let me bring back one in a second. But yeah, Joanna, the, the answer to this one is very easy. Um, you just need to read the New Testament. So if, if you just read this, um, you'll see how, yes, Jesus starts off by saying he was sent to the lost sheep of Israel. Um, in the next couple chapters, he says, go to everyone on planet Earth. And then whenever Paul starts talking, you know, he has his conversion after the resurrection of Jesus. But the disciples, Peter, James, like all these people that were around Jesus definitely talked to Paul. So this is not Paul being a usurper or saying anything different. He's saying the exact same thing Jesus said in the Great Commission. So it's one of the easiest things to prove because it's right there in the Bible. You just got to read it. But Vekel, what were you saying, Veckel? Vekel, something like you guys
2: going me Okay. Oh uh, yes, yeah. the The answer was real simple. If he, uh, the question was: the other part of the question was, you know, was Paul uh, contradicting Jesus? No. I mean, in fact, it was Jesus in Acts chapter nine on his road on the road to Damascus that told him to go preach to the Gentiles. So, so I mean, the answer's right there. I mean, you know, and 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 by the way, that's a passage that. Black Hebrews and lights hate because <laughs> they see that the, the Messiah is, is given Jew the uh, the authority to go preach the gospel to the Gentiles, you know. So, and they hate that passage.
0: So, Becca, how's your morning going?
2: Good. I stayed up. Uh, A little too late last night and then woke up too early to take my daughter to school. So now I'm just kind of chilling out on the the bed, you guys. (laughs) And I'm probably going to end up dozing off again. So, but uh, we'll see. (laughs)
0: Good morning, Yvette.
2: Sure.
3: Good.
0: If, what, Michael?
2: Regarding the black <laughs> the black uh uh and the question that was asked, uh Matthew 10 is the the is the chapter where I, re, I believe Jesus says, um, I've come only to the lost sheep of the house. What well, no, no, he tells the is- uh the disciples, uh, only go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and not unto the Gentiles or something like that. But then he says Um, later on in the same chapter, that you shall not go over the cities of Jerusalem till when the Son of Man become. And I think that was fulfilled after the Mount of Transfiguration because that's when we started seeing uh, people, you know, like the Canaanite woman uh, come to Christ and, you know, other people and stuff like that. So, and then, of course, you got, like, as you mentioned, uh, the Acts where we see the gospel going forth to, uh, you know, all different types of people.
0: Hey Val, hey G, welcome. And yeah, Joanne, if you have any more questions, like I don't think there's a lot of people trying to talk right now, so feel free to jump back up. Yeah. But in the meantime, to, yeah. So to sorry, I got a little ahead ahead of myself. I have a problem with doing that. But um, yeah, if you want more information, just the whole the whole story goes. Uh, Jesus says, "I was sent to the to the lost sheep of Israel." And that's in the context of the Canaanite woman who says, well, look, even even dogs get scraps from their master's table. Um, so even her Jesus saying he was sent to the last sheep of Israel right there in that same context uh, gives this woman what she needs. So clearly um, she is not of the house of Israel anyway. And then it progresses. And the the story is uh, the Jewish people who Jesus was supposed to be sent for to recognize him as a Messiah, put their faith in him and everyone's happy. Um, they reject him and. They trip over him because like they can't see the forest for the trees is the idea. And then he's going to he says, well, go tell everyone. So by telling all these Gentile people, not Jewish people, um, then the Jews will kind of get jealous and be like, well, hey, why, why did they get what was supposed to be for us? We want that. Um, that. That's kind of like the idea presented. So then the end result is everyone it, it, the gospel. Jesus salvation is available to everyone for all time, whosoever will believe and everyone is supposed to believe that that's kind of the idea and how it goes. And so then, yeah, by the time you get to Paul saying the exact same thing, Jesus says, go tell everyone salvation is for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, repent and believe that type of thing. Um, believing your heart, confess with your mouth, anyone on planet earth, who's willing to do that, say that confess that congratulations, Jew, Gentile, it doesn't matter. The gospel is for everyone.
2: I've I've never heard anybody uh, make a statement like what the lady was saying before. Uh, Joanna, I think her name was. Uh, how dare Paul, you know, contradict or usurp Jesus' authority? I've never heard anybody say that. I'm sure I'm not saying that she's lying or anything.
0: The Hebrew Israelites.
2: Right? Oh, have they? I mean, that's I all they, they
3: say.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they hate Paul. I, I've opposed. <laughs> I mean, I've heard them oppose Paul's teaching, <clears throat> but I've never heard them speak that way about Paul. Uh, Well, I hear them say
0: the contradict a lot and they'll say, you know, they'll try because they'll try to pit Paul and Jesus against each other and make it look like, you know, the New Testament has has flaws and errors. And the answer, again, is if you just read the New Testament, you see how it does not. But if you follow your precept package that has little to nothing to do with the New Testament and it only cherry picks verses, well, then you're going to come to a Hebrew Israelite um, understanding. So, I mean, the answer is grab a Bible and read it. I mean, that's really the answer. (laughs) I mean, you know, it's going to take you a a day or two to get through the New Testament. Um, You know, if you're a slower reader, maybe let's just say a week. But I mean, you know, if you really want the answer, do a little bit of legwork and read the thing. It explains it.
2: (laughs) So I I have a question for you. I want to get your take on this. Um, uh, With a couple of other brothers. And we were looking at 1 Corinthians 2. um, and I'm sure you're familiar with that passage, but let me just quote it real quick for those who might be listening and may not be familiar with that verse. Uh, you might be familiar with it. Once I read it, it says the natural man, uh, the natural person does not accept the things of the spirit of God for they are folly unto him. And he is not able to understand because they are spiritually discerned. So when I read this passage, to me, I don't think there's any question whatsoever that the natural person here is speaking about the mind of the unbeliever. Why? Because when you talk to them about things like the Spirit of God, for example, the Trinity, uh, they don't understand that. In fact, they find that to be foolishness. They ridicule it. You know, what about the talking donkey? They find that foolishness. You know, what about people raising from the dead? Well, they try to ridicule Christianity and say, oh, you guys worship a bunch of zombies and stuff. So obviously that's foolishness to them. So, but the ones who is spiritual minded, such as the Christian, um, we embrace these things, accept these things because they are of the spirit of God and they are spiritually discerned. They require spiritual discernment. So, um, but now there are other people who think that the natural mind here is speaking about the Christian, and, uh, I don't want to go too much further on, uh, you know, but I just want to get your take, your immediate take first, see what you say about this passage. Do you think that this is talking about a, a believer or a non-believer? Um,
0: I think what you think, Vickle, but let me, let me make your mom real fast. Um, could you send CEO down there and invite, he's raising his hand, I try to invite him, it's not letting me, um, I'm me, up here, I'm up oh here. my gosh, That's stupid, uh, Stupid phone. It still shows you down there raising your hand, looking all sad. I, anyways, glad you're here. Okay. Vekel, I agree with what you said. I agree with the first thing. And I think about that passage, every single non-Christian who I talk to, um, who's, who's on stage. And you know, like that, that's where I've, I've conceded in the not too distant past that I am wrong. And I guess the Bible is right. <laughs> so like talking about the Trinity or the divinity of Jesus, um, like in my own, I, I guess I am a Christian, so I guess, I mean, we're not immune from like natural thinking, right? Like, you know, we, we have a new heart. We have a heart of flesh, not a heart of stone. It's Christ who lives in us. We, you know, we die, share in his deaths. We can participate in his resurrection. So we are new creatures, but that doesn't prevent us from natural, like common, uh, you know, carnal type thought. So I guess in my carnal thought, um, I'm thinking, look, even if someone's an atheist and they they say they don't believe in a God or they lack a belief in a God a gods, um, and gods, and they, they don't believe in the Trinity because they don't believe in any gods. Um, I still think, well, guys, you, you don't have to believe it. You should, but you don't have to say you believe it to understand the way Christians view it. So I'm like, look, here's how Christians view it. And after an hour of this, I'm like, does that make sense? Do you understand? Like, it's not a gotcha. I'm not trying to say you must believe this. I'm trying to say – Like, say you don't believe it, but at least let me know you understand what we're saying. And it's like deer in the headlights most times. They're like, I, man, I I hear what you said. You've been saying it for an hour. I, I don't understand. This doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, you know what? No matter how much in my natural mind, I think, look, here's what the Christians believe about the Trinity. You have to understand that. But they don't. So I'm like, okay, I concede I'm wrong. The Bible is right. Some things cannot be understood without spiritual discernment. So yeah, well, cool. I, I agree with you. Amen. The Bible is right, yeah. I'm wrong. <laughs> I,
2: I believers that come after oh. me and or come after Christians in general. And they'll say, you know, they they throw the ridicule in and then I'll you know, and I'll ask them a uh, a little bit of a you know, I ask them a question. Hey, whether well, you believe that uh, donkeys can speak, uh, a, a donkey ever spoke? They're like no. I said, okay, Did you do you believe that a man rose from the dead? They said, no. I said, do you find it foolishness? And they say, yes. And then I'll say, well, thank you for validating what Paul says about people. First <laughs> Corinthians 2.14. Appreciate it.
4: Now, well, I, one I think,
2: guy, Yeah, go, yeah ahead. go ahead. You go ahead. Well, Yo, you real, go ahead. Real, real quick, because I know other people want to speak, but uh, one guy, I actually had a discussion uh, with uh, on two occasions. And when I quoted that verse to him, every which way from sunday to get away from being proven to be uh wrong about about uh about that passage so this guy resorted to asking me find what the word foolishness was i was like what he said define foolishness I us come on now let, let's just stop the game and then he tried it again <laughs> several months later when i quoted that passage again. he said uh, could you define foolishness as said. You know, you know, I, yeah, I, I know when you're defeated. So we'll, we'll just leave it at that.
0: Right. Can but, you define
2: foolishness? Yeah, give me a picture. I'll
0: post it of yourself. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you go look in the mirror, right?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, let's see what CEO has in a second. There was something I was going to say. Maybe it wasn't worth saying. What was I going to say? I guess it wasn't worth saying. CEO, what's up? Welcome. Good morning.
3: Good morning.
5: Um, yeah, so, so I wonder what do you all think about the atheists who, like, do get the concept they just don't agree with it does that mean they have the potential to be christian and they just haven't stepped into it yet what are your thoughts on that group of people well everyone's got a potential to be a christian <laughs> i mean you know <laughs> repent believe the gospel and
0: if you have the capacity to do that then congratulations um but yeah i,
3: mean, I, I think, mean
2: yeah go ahead i was gonna say i i think uh what paul is talking about there is not just being able to uh See the point of view from the Christian or the spiritual person, but actually embracing it, like you know, it's more than just having a, a mental assent of the doctrine or the belief, but rather uh, embracing it, just uh, wholeheartedly accepting it at, in, in full belief. And uh, obviously, atheists who can reiterate what we believe is the Trinity, you know, you know, the Trinity, but they don't believe, it. they don't, ex- they think it's foolishness. I think that's what paul is talking about it's not that they just tell another non-believer what we believe but rather they don't believe they they don't accept it they can't well, fathom
0: yeah and, and Veco, you're kind of chopping up a bit i don't know if you need to pay your internet bill or something but uh, we nope. heard most of what you said but you are getting a little choppy but um well two things one like you know even even the demons believe and they they tremble right so it's not enough just to believe but i but to believe and do to be, trust and obey believe and obey and follow christ but I, I mean, yeah, I agree with what Beck was saying, too, uh, because, you know, by the time we're talking about the Trinity and stuff like that, like we're, we're talking about pretty pretty down the road, like kind of like deeper spiritual stuff. Um, so even even a, a nonbeliever, we can say, well, look, do you believe Jesus, this guy could have rose from the dead? Well, I mean, you know, you don't need spiritual discernment to, to understand what that means. It means there is a guy who's dead. Can he rise from the dead? So, you know, you don't need a whole lot of spiritual discernment for that. Yet they still will be like, well, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like a dead guy came back to life, but no, I don't believe that happened. So, I mean, you know, there's like a different category, like for the deeper, like kind of spiritual ideas, like the Trinity or whatever, some other like doctrine or something like that. um, Yeah. Spiritual discernment. Um, But then just like run of the mill, like Christianity 101. Do you believe Jesus is is God? Do you believe Jesus rose from the dead? Do you believe in a God? (laughs) So That's like step one. Hey, who wants to answer this? Uh, Yvette says, what does heart of stone and heart of flesh mean? Uh, There's uh, different iterations in the Bible. Chris is like open yet Uh, at Yabro, the text right above your question. Oh, oops, I forgot to send it to him. (laughs) Uh, One moment. But there's different iterations of heart of flesh and heart of stone. So it can, uh, like, you see, like, you you could talk about, like, Pharaoh's heart. Uh, That may not be exactly heart of stone. It was, like, hardened heart. But the idea is that. Like, you know, the heart is deceitful and wicked. Who can know it? Um, So heart of stone is typically associated with, like, rebellious spirit, like, stubbornness, like, worldly things, like, not having a will or desire to follow the things of God, like, rejecting it. And heart of flesh, like, you know, you're a new creation in Christ. You're given a new heart, a heart of flesh. Um, that's like synonymous with getting rid of all those things I just talked about in the heart of stone. It's to have a bent and a will and a desire to follow God, to submit to God, to follow his authority, to submit to him and to live as Christ lived. Uh, so that's typically like you, you will find, because it talks a lot about heart of flesh and heart of stone throughout the Bible, throughout the old Testament, new Testament Jeremiah, um, and the new Testament. So you may find like slightly different, um, um, interpretations of that depending on the specific context but anytime in the bible you see heart of flesh and heart of stone it's going to have something to do with that idea like heart of stone is bad is away from god heart of flesh is like towards god uh we can just say christian and not
2: <laughs> yeah uh am i still breaking up hello hello, hello i hello. heard that uh, oh man,
6: man. It's a day wow chris that was awful
0: <laughs> I I, I, no, you're way the heck better than Chris. Uh, Chris, do you gonna need to cancel your car speaker or something? Or that—that that was really, really bad. We have no idea what you said. I'm—I'll I'm, be right. Yeah. Ahead,
6: uh,
2: yeah. If if I start breaking up, just jump in. Um. But yeah, I I can see why people might be confused because they see the word flesh, and in Christianese. Uh, when we hear the word flesh, we immediately think of carnality and, you know, people acting ungodly, you know, worldly. Yes, yeah, so I can understand why people might be confused with that, yeah.
0: Um, CEO, were you going to say something about that?
2: Did you get all that? <laughs> was that Yes, fun?
5: yes, we got all of that.
2: Okay. Uh, no, sorry, I
5: was having some connection issues. Uh, sorry, I missed oh, sorry. no problem. Uh,
0: well, let's see if – I actually have a question for Chris, if Chris shows up. Is Chris back yet?
5: Chris is there?
0: Oh. I'm here. I, 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 oh, I mean, speaking or whatever, you he said you'll be right back. Okay, so you are there? <laughs> I got your back. All right. So, uh, Chris, you should meet my, my uh, new pastor. She's great.
6: Yeah, that's, that's me chopping my arm off. <laughs>
0: There was this meme I shared with him earlier. <laughs> it, was this, it was this guy, and they're all happy and smiling. And he says, uh, you should meet my new pastor. She's great. And it's got the other guy he said that to, and they're both still, like, smiling and happy. But then he's, like, sawing his arm off as they're shaking hands.
2: <laughs> That's funny.
0: <laughs> oh, sure. I, I think I shared it in Discord. Join the Discord. You can see it. You'll laugh. Uh, Chris, are you still uh, you still doing the, the driving to Tampa thing, or is uh
1: his I am. It's not going
0: to work.
6: No, I'm going to... Um, I'm leaving Orlando in, like, 30 minutes, and I will be... at My client, but it, they're in Ebor, so I'll be there about 10. It should only take me about 20 minutes to fix their wagon.
0: <coughs> I will I will text you a location closer to where I actually live and uh, see if that works for you. And uh, if it doesn't, no problem. Okay. And if it does, sweet. let me Great. go ahead and text you A closer location. And I think there was something Jesus-y I was going to ask you. What was I going to ask you?
6: I think I forgot. (laughs) Something about one of the confessions? We've been talking about the confessions this
0: morning. It's Uh, uh, definitely not that. Um, Goodness, what was it? Anyway, Todd, what's up, Todd?
7: Hey, good morning. How are you guys?
0: Uh, Doing well, doing well.
7: I'm sorry. I'm just sitting down here in the hotel lobby eating continental breakfast before I take her to school.
6: Oh, like are you out of town right
7: now, Tom? No, I'm sitting. Um, well, I got put in a hotel while I uh, had my house worked on by my insurance company because we had a hot water kind of damaged my floors, and so I had to get replaced. <laughs> so we're out of hot water for like a couple weeks. Okay.
5: So, 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 Nate, so on what we were talking about earlier, so I just want to give two examples. So let's take uh, Rab Scuttle and Malk. So to me, it's a thin line to me, me seeing Rab Scuttle one day just like waking up and being a Christian versus someone like Malk. I would think that the events of Revelation were here if he became a Christian. So any, any thoughts on that based on what we were talking about earlier?
0: Uh, yes, I'm going to pull a Chris. So I think Rab Scuttle... Sure. There's hope for, I mean, who knows what's in his heart, but when you talk to him, he seems fair. He seems reasonable. He doesn't particularly love Christianity, uh, but it doesn't seem like he wants to wage a war against it. Uh, Malk, on the other hand, I'm, I'm maybe actually half serious. When I say this is probably possessed by demons.
6: (laughs) Welcome stuff, man. We're getting, it's getting crazy up in here.
8: Man, y'all, I am arguing with my eight-year-old about how her skirt is too short. I could see your bar. You need to—that's going to <laughs> That's put gonna on... be a real
0: big problem at sixteen if this is the conversation uh, now. Yes, Esther,
8: started. you need to put on different shorts. You know, and I'm conflicted because she's only eight. Like, it's not really a problem, but I don't—I don't, I don't want to—I don't want even to, you know. Okay, it's sports day at school because they're doing Spirit Week. So she's wearing her gymnastics leotard, which is like a tank top on the top, and then it's little shorts on the bottom, but they're very short and very fitted, right? It's a leotard. So I told her, you could wear your gymnastics leotard, but you have to put a little skirt over it or something, right? So then she picks a skirt that's shorter than the leotard, <laughs> and now I'm like, wait a minute. You can't. <laughs> <sighs> uh, but then it's like, I, I'm so conflicted because eight-year-old little boys, I'm not worried that something is happening in third grade, you know what I mean? But I want her to build a habit of of understanding that, like, no, we cover our body. This is, you know, the rule is that... It ha- I don't know. But am I enforcing something too early? Man, they need a manual no, for parents that's, it. like, super clear. Yeah,
6: Start. The Bible, um,
8: there, the Bible does not tell early. me what to do about gymnastics leotards and skirts that are shorter than the leotard, okay? Like, that's... I need a clearer... So I need a word-for-word literal... Word. It does! Literal. Come on! We no, about this. I know. Okay, so... Um,
6: but, uh, look, it's never too early to teach modesty. And at eight, she's gonna very have a hard time understanding that. But, like, you know... it just And it's not about boys. It's about respecting herself. And, like, look at mommy. Mommy dresses like a hobo. Be like mommy, right?
8: There you go! <laughs> That's perfect. Yes. Yeah,
0: so you could... Uh,
2: You could say,
0: and and that's a hard one, right? Because I I was thinking like, without something under it was the context, but I mean, if it's a leotard, like you know, people wear leotards like without anything over them, like for gymnastics, right? So on one hand, it's like, well, just have her not wear anything, and that would uh, over the leotard, and that would be better because that then it would just be like, well, you know, like yoga pants or like gymnastics. But on the other hand, I don't think like necessarily that would be fitting for school. But if you said it was sports day, I don't know. Maybe. But, I mean, I, I think, like, trying to cover a leotard with, like, a short skirt so you can see what would be under the skirt, even though it's covered by a leotard, that, that's almost like defeating the purpose. It would be better just to not wear anything over it and just have a leotard and then be like, oh, it's a sports thing. Um, or be like, you know, taking one from Chris's hobo comment, be like, hey, look, your choices are this or, uh, like, a prairie dress. Like, down to your ankles, like Little House on the Prairie. Be like, what do you want now?
6: <laughs> Mommy and Dad, are okay. converting to Mormonism, and so now
3: you have to wear prairie dresses. <clears throat> she
8: and I do have a couple of Mennonite dresses just in case. Okay, just there in case it me. goes down, I'm going to slip just on here. into that community, and I'm going to pretend I've always been there. And they're going to, you know, if I become like a political refugee or a Christian refugee in New York State, you'll find me in an unnamed Irish community somewhere with that dress on. But anyway.
2: Algin's Dinsberg.
8: The leotards are tricky because they are very, very, very fitted, right? It's essentially like, okay, she had two options for leotards. One looked like a swimsuit, and they make all these like options that have mesh across the midriff or on the shoulders so that they're a little bit more grown-up looking and suggestive. And then they have ones that have like a swimsuit bottom, and then they have ones that have little shorts, and the little shorts go right to her fingertips if she puts her hands at her side, right? So that's my rule. Got to go below your fingertips if your hands are at your side. So it's like, but the problem with the leotard is it's extremely fitted. And so I've already talked to her about like, you can only do the leotard in the gym with the girls. Like that's, where, or at home. Like sometimes she'll come home after gymnastics and she's tired, she'll sleep in it. Fine, I don't care. She's only been wearing it for an hour. So it's like, you wear it at home, you can wear it at the gym. You have to if you're gonna wear it out in public because it's cool, you gotta put shorts on. So, like, I don't know. She can't do just the leotard. She's gotta have some other thing over it. Let me see what's well, on there... your butt. Come here. That's even so, worse. Man, All right. So do you, do
0: you like I, I miss this. Do you have appropriate <laughs> do, do you have appropriate alternatives to what you're suggesting? Or are you saying you don't have like like if you're saying no, get a longer skirt, are you saying you don't have a longer skirt or you have plenty of longer skirts? It's just an argument with your eight-year-old child. I mean, if if this, if, if you picked. have pl- if if you have plenty yes. of appropriate skirts that you say you want, and it's just an argument that's taken longer than thirty seconds, um, throw her in one and take her to school.
8: Is she okay, so yeah. she picked a very cute little skirt that she loves, but it's like polka dotted. <clears throat> that's too small for you. No, it's not. So I'm trying. Yes, it is. No, so I'm not. trying to get her to you wear. Okay, so now you have other shorts and the leotard and the skirt. I need help, y'all. Somebody send. <laughs> somebody send somebody. Okay, listen, little girl. <laughs> this is. The yes, let her hear got. Chris. Put it. Put oh, her yeah. up right, so she can hear Mr. Chris right Chris. now. Okay, go ahead.
6: Listen, you want to. Wear something that you can be comfortable in all day long at school. <laughs> and that is not going to be the tiniest little thing that you can possibly find because you are going to be cold sitting on the school seats and it's not gonna be fun. Socks
8: that's- are smaller. What? Socks are smaller than shorts. No, we're not talking about your socks. We're talking oh about your gosh. your butt that's exposed to the air. <laughs> hey, if yeah. you want the so best possible chance of the of-
6: whole chair <laughs> What about my hunting?
8: It's gonna be bad. He's telling you that your butt is gonna be cold because it's literally poking out. It's not. <laughs> there's,
3: there's literally a skirt covering the shorts.
8: Y'all, she's only eight. Do you know how much works? <laughs> hey, if you want
0: the best possible chance of, uh, <laughs> if you want the best possible chance of knowing that you are one of the elect, wear a longer skirt.
3: <laughs>
6: yeah. yeah, there you go. Steph, I'm definitely checking in with you in like eight years because I want to find out how this conversation
8: ends. (laughs) It's definitely going to be. No, we had our laugh. Now I'm laying down the law. All right, you're putting this on now.
6: Uh oh. It had to get muted because it's getting real. Uh oh.
8: (laughs) No, she's (laughs) fine.
6: She's making baby Jesus cry. Just throw that one at her.
8: That's terrible. Yeah, the, Is that the, a good response? The next, that you're the next time cry? it
0: rains, it's going to be because you made God cry.
2: That 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 worked for me for a a, a brief moment. The yesterday. rain thing. Yes. Oh. Now just yeah.
6: Hey, eight-year-old, tell your mommy to find a church and stay there.
2: We did. <laughs>
8: Was
5: that the little girl or Steph saying that? They're very similar. <laughs> hey Caleb, what's up? Good
9: morning, Caleb.
1: How are you,
10: Caleb? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for asking. Just hearing this whole Would conversation, like I don't have on kids. On but, uh, but what skirt length? I don't think I have much to.
0: Sure, uh, whatever. Or, uh, uh, Marquise, I did to, have. No, uh, how long is the skirt you wear? Uh, okay, um, Caleb, you had a question.
10: <laughs> well, I had a tangential question to this, but if you want to finish this up, you can.
0: Oh, I think nope, we're, we're good. done. We made it. <laughs> What's up, Caleb?
10: Oh yeah, no, I, I was actually wondering this the other day. Like, do you what, would you consider it, I guess, a sin or at least morally, biblically questionable if people get uh, cosmetic surgery? Let's assume not for like people who have disabilities or like injuries, like not burn victims, but people who get like plastic surgery or breast augmentation or even people who get surgeries to make them taller, which sometimes happens purely for like appearance reasons. Does that count like towards you can vanity? do
3: that
10: right area? Yeah, you can sign me up. Sign me up. You break someone, you break the bones of the person and like insert a couple of things and you can make them a few inches taller. It's extremely painful, but oh, a procedure. yeah. Yeah. So yeah.
0: I mean, ro-
6: I mean, uh, I, the, 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 I the need really. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I remember I worked in the fashion industry, so oh. uh, I came across models that actually had the leg lengthening thing when they were kids. Their parents got it for them. I'm not even joking.
0: Man, I, I don't get it. Like I don't I don't I don't get. I, I mean, I guess like the taller you are, the thinner you look. So if you if you, but they're already thin. So why would you need to like be extra like a vertical like, well, slack on, like a, a, on, on like a on like a shade or a curtain, like one of those like long like eight foot tall slats that are super thin and very long, like. At a certain point, like you know, I don't want to date a giraffe, unless it's just about like modeling clothes, in which case, you know, I don't know, whatever. Anyways, Romans fourteen. This is, this, hey, is, why, why this, uh, this is your key. This is this. So this is this is your answer, um, Romans fourteen. So you know, if the person in question and the surgery in question, if they feel peace in their soul about it, then go ahead for this. Not for them, it's not a sin. If they feel uh, uncertain or they don't, uh, you know, they, they feel like it, it would be a sin for them to do it and they go ahead and do it, then for them it is a sin. That doesn't mean the surgery is a sin. That doesn't mean the procedure is a sin. It means their own conscience is screaming at them and they're violating their own conscience. That's the sin. Um, there
10: you go.
2: Amen, amen, and amen.
10: What do you think about that, Caleb? Is that what you were thinking? Yeah, anyway? that was kind of my impression. Like I wouldn't I wasn't gonna say it's like flat out like always wrong, but it does seem like if it's like for vanity purposes. So and I and like as Chris said, people are modeling some of them for career purposes. But I do feel like if you have a career that like requires or at least greatly encourages you to like do major surgeries to change enhance your appearance for that reason, I do think <clears> that's <throat> questionable. But I also where no wonder where the line's drawn like about like bodybuilders who mm-hmm. take like extensive steroids and have heart problems like is that also like putting yourself at risk for reasons that are sort of
0: yeah and that can be kind of like a you could get into like mental illness at some point like you know even even like women who would get like you know 30 or 50 surgeries and it's totally for vanity because in their mind they they think they're making themselves look more and more attractive but for every other person who has to look at them they're like what have you done to yourself so they still think it's like you know it's like a vanity thing and it's to make them look good and better but they are making themselves look much, much worse with every single surgery. Like beauty is not in the eye of the beholder in that case. You know, the ones that like take the extreme and like get like therapy for it. And they're like, yeah, you have you have a sickness. Like it's not about looks. It's not about your outward appearance. It's, it's you have a sickness at this point. So then there's those people. So it's like, well, well, you would say it's vanity, but I don't even think you could because I mean, for them, it may be. But it's really like mental illness at a certain point. They're like, I'm making this look more beautiful. And they look like the elephant man. Because they've done like you know so many surgeries and they're like addicted to surgery.
10: Yeah, it's scary what they what they come up with. But I don't. I mean, it's hard because I mean if it makes them feel better. But I don't know if it's just like a placebo. Like I have heard stories not of people I personally know, but like people who've got like who were like five eight men and were like oh they hated like always being called short and so they got the certain the leg side, and They said it hurt like in a nine out of ten scale of pain, but that it didn't. It it was far less painful than the emotional pain they went through by being bullied or something for being short. So. I don't know, like, my lord. Well, find yeah. your comfort
0: in G- find your comfort in Jesus and the Bible, not in breaking your bones to get leg extensions. I, I would just give some yeah. practical advice. We definitely on that. let
6: Bubby know <laughs> that, that we love him at any. <laughs> let's, let's make sure that Bubby knows that we love him at any height.
0: I haven't, I haven't seen him. Is his sin keeping him away from this room? Do you think? I haven't seen him in a while.
6: No, his fiance is occupying all of his time along with school, so, like, he, that, that kid, like, I'm, I'll text him, and then I don't hear back for, like, a month, and he's just like, hey, man, and I'm like, bro, it took you a <laughs> month to return my text, and he's like, sorry, busy.
5: Uh, Yeah, Nate, I I was just going to say that, like, for your example about going too far with it and it impacting how people perceive you, I think Madonna is a really good example of this, because Madonna should be seen as the greatest music artist of all time, if you look at her portfolio and her career, but she has damaged her perception so much by doing all this stuff that it's not the case.
6: I'm not sure we want to still trying to be like, it's like the saddest thing ever.
10: It is. Yeah. She's almost 16. She's still doing songs about partying and doing that. It's like, I mean, you know, there's one thing about being young, but it's also like when you have to, when it's like, if you want the music louder, just turn your hearing aid up. I mean, you know, like, I'm sorry maybe it's a little bit mean but it's it, it is just yeah no of, I
5: think that goes into Nate's heard. point about mental illness perhaps I'm not a psychologist but I think like all the stuff she's done to herself <laughs> it has to impact her personality
10: I think it's also like a because th- she's part idea. of the Illuminati yeah it's not like it's a fame thing where it's like not only were you like the biggest star in the 80s and like early 90s but you still have to continue to do that you still have to compete you still have to be, or else you're just for, like, it's like, okay, you're a has-been, you were great, and now you need to retire. Like, I think it's the idea of fame. They always have to try to outdo themselves and stay on top and get attention. And it's, so it's not enough of them. <laughs>
5: but Tina Turner didn't do that, though. You know, there's a lot <laughs> of Yeah, right. Well, Tina Turner
10: wasn't as bad. Yeah, it wasn't as crazy. But I mean, that's a lot of them get addicted to drugs and, or kill themselves or overdose. Like, that's unfortunately relative. Whitney Houston? How, yeah, Whitney Houston, yeah, Michael Whitney. Jackson, uh, Prince. I mean, it's not very uncommon, unfortunately.
6: It's almost like living a life of hedonism will eventually catch up to you. I think
11: I read something
6: about that somewhere.
11: Yeah, right. Like everyone who seeks to gain their soul
12: will lose
6: it. Something like to that effect, Chris. Yeah, there's some proverbs in there we can throw in there too. Pretty sure. How did we get on this? Did somebody bring up
12: BBLs? Steph, was it you?
10: I brought up cosmetic surgery in general. I mean, BBLs would fall under that, but it wasn't that specifically.
6: Whoa, whoa, whoa! What is a BBL?
10: Brazilian butt lift. Ew. Ew.
8: Yeah, I don't even know what that is. I don't like the description of it. That sounds horrible.
6: Well, you're I mean, also a white lady. So it's, butt
8: implants implants. It. <laughs> it's butt in, yeah, implants. It's butt implants? Yeah, it's like
10: breast implants, but for your butt. You know?
8: What? All right, listen. Yeah. Why would they, have you never heard of this? They don't it
12: in the, rest the of U.S., like... so people have to go to South America to sketchy doctors and I'm not saying all of the doctors are sketchy, but probably a lot of them are sketchy. Because um, the science isn't really medically supported. You and only went to US. the good ones, right? <laughs>
10: <laughs> I can't even There's a lot of health risks with it because <laughs> the stuff they're putting in but, and the augmentation but, but, just has a lot yeah, of that effect. Can't
8: you, like, wait a minute, can't you feel it when you sit on it? And then if you're sitting on it, isn't there a risk of it popping and leaking and leaching chemical Yes, chemicals? yes. Probably, okay.
12: so, yeah.
6: So, all of so when the above. Fly
12: back to the states. Uh, when they fly back to the States, they have to, like, stand on the plane, sort of. Like, they have, like, special seating where the person's, like, not actually sitting fully on the cheeks, I guess. Um, I hate that I have to be that direct, but you know what I mean, right? Um,
8: Wait a minute. G says yeah, that it's fat moved yeah. from other parts of your body to your butt.
12: Yes, that's also true. Or they can just take silicone and, and throw it in there. Um,
8: people I wish have doctors. died
12: from it. People have like empty bank accounts, taking out second mortgages because, of course, the procedures like anywhere from seven thousand dollars if you're going to one of the sketchier doctors to like forty or fifty. And so people come back looking like they have a
5: literal beach ball in their pants.
12: Ma- I mean, Mark, the did you see? Uh,
5: did you see the Boondocks episode where Grandpa was dating a Kardashian? No, no. Okay, I so, so, but he was dating a Kardashian, and she was getting you know butt shots, and they literally finally showed it at the end how she was doing it, and they were putting like literal Jello in her butt. It was hilarious. That's ridiculous.
12: Let's
6: see.
5: Where, what
8: topic were we, we come on off about this, ten minutes ago? I have ago? questions, real quick.
6: Okay, just real quick. Steph has questions as to where she signs up for it, how to get the plug. <laughs> Where do I sign up? Yes. No,
8: because here's the thing, right? It's like I can I would never get one for a million reasons, but I can understand the mentality of the breast augmentation because you're given what you're born with, right? But I don't get it because your butt is a muscle. Like you can actually alter the size and shape of this thing by exercising. Why too wrong question.
0: Way too much for question. Yeah. I don't like
8: I don't get it. Micro- Two answers:
12: microwave right? generation and bandwagon fallacy. everybody if, I if I people mean, could can, exercise, can someone... there'd be
10: no one weight <clears throat> Yeah, why? Why, why, are, why, are any, why is anyone obese if they can just lose the fat by exercise? People, are like, come on. Yeah, you know that's, that that's answers true. your question. But <laughs> you know, I, mean, I can't the, imagine on, being on like, incredibly... okay, in
8: two months of like you know lunges, I could be much happier with this appearance, or I could hop on a plane right now. Go, like, uh, I I can't Steph, understand. I, I it are works. May...
0: Steph, I think there may still be a little discrepancy in what we're talking about. Um, like, the muscle and exercise you're talking about is not going to get you the eye-popping ridiculous exactly. thing. Like, have you ever have you ever watched, like, any – well, hang on. Have you ever no. watched, like, any rap music video ever? Like, can someone, like, PTR, <laughs> like, like Nicki Minaj or Cardi B? Like, this is yeah, the rebel exactly. – uh, But rump the level
5: video. Rump like, shaker.
0: this is – the level of ridiculousness. We're, no, we're listen, listen,
8: listen. It could be another person. Seen... It's like it's an like, person. It's like wearing an entire person on their butt.
12: No. It's okay. Like I get it. I get it. Right.
8: But the way that your gluteus maximus, right. These two muscles that come together. All right. You can alter the appearance. So some are going to be genetically gifted with a certain shape. But if you look at a female bodybuilder of any skin color, they can achieve this same, did, Not like do you the
0: same. Okay. Guaranteed. Yeah, only because
8: Steph,
12: only because you haven't actually seen the picture of it, you would understand this is like a graphic novel. Or no, better yet, who framed Roger Rabbit? You remember that? You remember that movie? Who
3: framed We're Roger Rabbit? Talking about
8: Jessica over here. Alright.
0: Wait,
12: see, okay. you have to do CEO, something about you you replaced. seem to
8: be
0: you CEO, you seem to be very familiar with this topic. What was the video you just mentioned? Can you just give Steph the link so she can can, yeah. yeah can you just can you All just uh, right, put on. that somewhere and um.
10: Steph, in the Christian um, chat, yeah. yeah. Listen give, to me. Give us your I thoughts after you know. see this. Do stuff for your waist though. There there are surgeries people get where they get like ribs removed where they can make their waist smaller.
8: <clears throat> well, that's okay. What? So that's what I'm saying is yes. that you would, in order to obtain, okay, if we're talking about a woman who has a phenotype that she's more likely to be curvy, right? Whatever, like you're gonna the butt is not the problem it's the waist okay like for me after having three children my shape is very straight now like my waist is not as narrow as it was this just happened i could you would have to do something about the waist and then you could exercise more for the butt do you see what i'm saying like the butt is not the problem we see what you're saying
5: after 60 seconds of watching it all your questions will be answered but it's not going to
8: be like a screenshot of it
5: Wait, I actually haven't, I actually am not familiar with this video.
0: I mean, big surprise, but I want to, let's see. I want to see if this is the same thing we're all, we're all thinking of.
3: Look,
8: I know what are talking about. And it's very Christian. But if you know what we're talking about, you you wouldn't. Why are we
0: all talking over each other? If you know what we're talking about, why are you still saying the same
10: things you're saying?
8: Because I'm saying (laughs) it doesn't make sense. The butt isn't the problem. It's the waist. I'm telling you.
10: You can never get but that that that's that disproportionate though. Like what you're saying is perfectly reasonable, and that's what and we agree you can exercise. But the point is that these people, if you have a really fit body and you're a woman, if you're competing like you know in rap or music or whatever as a celebrity against someone who just has modifications that you just are physically unachievable without surgery, you're not going to be able to compete. So you have to step up to that level. Or they're going to say, yeah, you have a nice body and stuff like that, but come on, you, you your pants are still like only relatively XL. Not they're not you know quadruple XL or whatever it is for for that pant size. So it's just not going to be the same competitively in that industry.
8: Listen, ladies, this is not worth it. Don't, this is not, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir. I can't, my argument here is I can't see anything about this that's worth it. Just don't. You're going to have to. So the next, the next iteration of
6: this stuff is that your eight year old is going to start asking for this.
8: Yeah, over my dead body. We'll put on those midnight dresses. We will disappear into Lancaster. You will never see us again.
6: I have never been praying harder for the sweet meteor of death to hit. CEO,
0: I don't know what the heck you're talking about. I've watched about a minute of that, and I, I can't continue. But that is not the extreme ridiculousness, unless there's something at the end. I mean, I I, I mean,
5: Yeah. Maybe you're not even talking about ex- extreme
10: model. wow, that's
5: not those were not in, uh, impressive enough Really just say. Google what type Kim
10: Kardashian wow. Yeah. Like the ones
5: that like the ones that you're
0: like what has happened?
6: <laughs>
0: yeah, see on. when I worked okay, in so the I Caribbean we knew this
6: as the shelf
8: I just Googled <laughs> Kardashian's mess. butt, and I realized after I did it that I am going to have to screen share for work, and this is going to come up on my Google search history. And so someone ah! needs to remind me to delete this before my next Zoom meeting, please.
0: And, and now you're just going to like start seeing like Facebook ads for like Brazilian butt lifts and all
6: this
8: stuff? Oh, <laughs> thanks, guys.
6: Can we ask Chad? What do you think?
8: So I have asked Chad what he thinks, uh, because I have things, as every woman does, that I would like to alter about my body. And he said exactly what Tad, what Todd said in the chat, which was, don't do it. Real men don't care. That's what Chad told me when we were dating, and it was the last I ever seriously considered it. And 13 years later, you know, his his point is proven. And
6: that's, yeah. <clears throat> that is the reasonable answer okay
0: so I have found something let me change my scholarly trinity college library ptr for something more along the lines of what I'm talking about apparently this is a british television star who is addicted to surgeries so pcr that so I can hurry and get this oh, thing off boy. my screen
10: Wow. Yeah, I bet is. she has a lot of back problems with that with no that's breath. just gross oh, cool it's so disproportionate. It doesn't look like, match up with the rest of her body, though. It's so uneven. Okay, now let's get a picture of Jesus so holding a gun or something.
8: I had a client, right, a female client, of course, who um, was buying properties with me, and she suddenly got very sick, and they were trying so hard to figure it out. And this was like over the course of a year, she's getting sicker and sicker. She's losing weight. She's vomiting. She's running fevers all the time. She starts having blurry vision, headaches, like. They're looking for cancer. They're looking for this. They're looking for that. Uh, then one doctor finally gets down to, oh, my gosh, she had a breast augmentation like eight years ago. And one had started to leak very slowly. And she had like a borderline anaphylactic reaction to the, And it took them a year to figure it out. And she became like she's losing her hair. She becomes bedridden. It was like horrible. And so then she finally had to go through the surgery to remove them. But then, of course, your body is never the same after that, right? Like, the, you know, so now she's like, you know, unhappy with the way her body looks and she did fully recover. But that was a horrible process to see somebody go through. I didn't even know that could happen. They thought she is was it, dying of some rare cancer.
10: Is it because of the material, like the silicone in the implants, that causes that?
8: I don't know what it was, but I, you know, I didn't ask her for all that. But whatever it was, she was allergic to whatever leaked out of the like for eight years. It was encased gotcha. in the silicone, and then whatever fluid or material was in there that came out—that's what she had the reaction to.
10: Do they have to remove that when they be- cremate people, like, or if someone's Ew. It, like, yeah, does that just like melt on the? Like, it's like a oozing. I don't know. How that seems gross. Also, does that not cause? I I wouldn't know as a man, but does that not cause like major back problems? I would imagine to have to augment that. To, I know people who get breast reduction because they have back problems.
8: Yeah, I well, think like most Dolly- women don't like this client of mine, I would never have guessed like she went from like a, you know, an A cup to like a B or something. You know what I mean? It wasn't like a big Oh, it's math. not
10: like a major. Yeah, but if you're going from like A to a D, I feel like that would be, that would be. Well, it's like Dolly Parton, like she, uh,
0: you know, right. famously it was like what, she had like double like, like G or like something insane and, and she like had to get reductions because yeah, it was like causing serious trouble. I mean, they're still very, very unnatural, but I mean, it's it's more natural than what she did have.
8: Yeah, but I think most women who walk around in real life and aren't celebrities don't do a crazy like they just do a little modest one. I don't know.
10: Well, not if you're in L.A. or like in in general, yeah. where everyone one, But yeah.
6: So if I put my face in a wood chipper, is that considered cosmetic surgery? Because that's what I'm about to do. I know, this is what happens when there's no atheist to ask
0: us why we believe in fairy tales. So, Chris, on that note, will suicide prevent you from getting into heaven?
6: Uh, If you're a Roman Catholic, yes. If you are not a Roman Catholic, no. But if you're a Christian?
3: (laughs)
0: Just kidding.
6: Yeah, you know. Oh, come on, V! I made one joke and she pieces out. I mean they're fragile, man. You have their own rooms. Um, well I think I think the Catholics are extra fragile today because uh, Pope Francis came out in favor of blessing same-sex unions yesterday. Uh,
0: I
10: saw so, that, yeah. yeah. What? Really? So I like,
6: I've, no, I've yeah. been wondering why I've
0: seen Pope memes. Okay, so what's yeah. the story on this? Why has this not been a topic before now? I mean, it's pretty major to, be nicer
6: to the Catholics. I don't
3: know. Okay, so
0: so let me let me consult my oracle here of like AP religious discussions. Let's see if this is a if this is a thing. So does anyone have background like on this? Or I mean, that that's it. He's just like same sex mar- same sex marriages are are not permitted. And then yesterday he's just like just kidding, they are.
6: So I mean, what is is he's saying? Short of it? So nah, not really. They're like they're they're trying to be all nuanced, right? This is what they do. So what they're saying is like no, our, our stand on sexuality and marriage hasn't changed, but what we're going to do is we're going to make it okay. Cause what he's trying to do is he's trying to give cover to the German bishops. Cause you know, the German bishops started doing same sex marriages uh, two years ago and this is all the German bishops in, in Germany. And so they are blessing same sex unions. And so what he's trying to say is like, if somebody's already in a same sex union, we will bless that. If someone wants to get into a same-sex union, we need to think more about their humanity and less about judging them. thats I mean, you can read the—I'll send you the article. Uh,
12: I just got back from the phone call. Who's saying that? The Pope
10: is blessing same-sex unions now. Oh, yeah, that
12: figures. Yeah, that that's not surprising
10: at all. What does blessing mean in this context, though? So like the little, like, annoying, exactly. I kind of exactly, like, but like, yeah. I don't, that's what I'm saying. kind of like, yeah.
6: So the, they're trying to have their cake and eat it too, right, Caleb? So, like, yeah, the whole thing is like, what does blessing mean? And it's like, no one knows. So, it's like, if you were to say to the Catholics today, hey, didn't Pope Francis just say that he's going to bless same sex unions? And they're going to be like, no, that's not what he said. That's the press is just blowing it out of context. <laughs> and but when you really read the actual statement. He literally uses those words so it's do words mean things or yeah. not you right, know so America,
10: the- prior to the Obergefell decision in America like there were like same-sex unions that I think were like our civil partnerships they weren't just called a marriage but it's like just the word it's like for all intents and purposes it's two people consensually sleeping with each other they're the same sex like in a, in a more romantic relationship, is that you don't have to call that a marriage, but is there a huge difference, And I guess, just in terms of government recognition between that? So, I think that's the line he's treading on. It's like, well, technically, we're not ordinating or calling it a marriage, but we're still going to bless it and treat it like it's normal. You know, Not a huge distinction, I guess. It's treading very lightly.
6: Yeah. Um, Nate, to answer your question in the text, that is a bit far today. Um, I would have to plan, because I do have to go down further that way to a different client so that might work out a little bit better if I do that I understand I guess my limiting factor is that I have to be back in Orlando to pick up my kid from school at 3pm and my wife is at a conference this week so we're all bachelors we're all the basically dirty, not having laundry done, not eating real meat bachelor's this week. It's quite perturbing. When my wife goes out of town, everything falls apart. (laughs) And she's not even out of town. That's the ironic bit is like the conference is here in Orlando. When it's a national conference, usually it's like Indianapolis or, you know, something like that. But here it's in Orlando. So she's, you know, she's coming home at night but then leaving at, like, 8 o'clock in the morning, and so we just don't see her for, like, 12 full hours. So it's basically like she's out.
0: Hey, Kess, welcome. What's going on?
13: Hi, good morning, everyone. Good morning. <laughs> so, Chris, that was a very entertaining story because um, you remind me of um, my work ethic and my background. Uh, the, the, the mother who is a workaholic, who's never home, and the dad's going to have to put up with it. The one who opens up the refrigerator pulls out the jug of milk and says, Oh God, this is expired. What I do, what do I do now? Well, you go down to the store and you buy a new jug of milk. But, um, yeah. <laughs> <Goodness>. That's
3: exceedingly <laughs> difficult to do.
13: No, right. <laughs> so, all right. So anyway, that was, uh, that's kind of like the funny that I got from your story. Without you actually saying it that way, because I think you're like like higher intelligent than that, but yeah, I got it.
6: (laughs) The funny part is that I do most of the cooking in the house because I'm the one who enjoys cooking. My wife doesn't like cooking, so you know it's like, well, she likes cooking. The rest of everybody else doesn't like that she likes cooking.
3: (laughs)
0: Are you giving up your authority as a man by taking on a woman's role as the cook? I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I I cook most of our meals too.
6: I I wear a apron. Just not a frilly one. I got like, you know, a white restaurant one. (laughs) Uh,
0: Any other question or
13: comment, Cass? Uh, No, I don't think so. I mean, I just got to the room, so I'm, if you don't mind, I would like to to listen to more people speak, but I definitely will speak up. But I do like the honey badger um um profile that Chris has because <laughs> if if anyone's ever seen the honey badger, like the videos on um, YouTube, you will definitely get the the picture. It's hilarious. So yeah. yeah, there's a whole there's a whole backstory to that. We don't too. get to go, We're into, not it.
6: go into it. Not
0: going <laughs> to go into it today. Oh, look, the <laughs> Christians unite on something. <laughs> I'm having such a good time with it. Though. Hey, someone. What's, What's up? up, Nate? I would just How like are to you? Say,
11: I would just like to say the Wolverine doesn't get enough love. I
12: was going right. to say, are you guys talking about action figure therapy?
11: No actual Wolverines. They're from the same family as the honey badger.
8: Isn't also yeah, like no, a Tasmanian so they're, devil. They're,
11: they're,
0: like, what about a mongoose? Is that different, or is that somewhere in there?
11: Oh yeah, it's all it's all weasel family. Uh, but no, the, the wolverines don't get any love. Like everybody's all on the honey badger thing. You know, and you can go right here in North America and see a wolverine, which is pretty much a honey badger.
3: No, when you guys said YouTube
12: videos, I thought you meant like uh, there's a there's a series from like maybe 10 years ago called action figure therapy that very often referenced honey badgers and how awesome they are it's about the military it's funny just anyway so there was an chance.
6: original viral video in the early days of YouTube where some guy takes a nature documentary about honey badgers but changes the voiceover and just makes it completely ridiculous and that's the reference the Aussie man.
11: yeah it was called the Aussie man that's his name I mean, we started
0: off talking about Jesus today. So, I mean, I guess that counts, right? Hey, Wolverines are part of Jesus'
11: creation. Gotta love them.
0: Good save. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Apparently they imported a bunch of monkeys to Hawaii back in the day to solve the I think rat problem. And now they have a bunch of what names?
12: You said mongoose. Is that
6: the plural of mongoose? <sighs> I'm hoping. Is it we... mongooses? I don't know. Oh, it man. Is. I'm going to say mongoose. just Mon-geese. I think we should have a huge fight. and Oh, all it's just mongoose? On both sides. <laughs> and we're just going to be like, no, I'm with the mongoose. And no, I'm with the mongooses. And start nomination over a it. Huge, yeah, we just have a huge fight over it and anathematize each other.
11: Hey, they reintroduce ferrets back to, like, Wyoming and stuff. They live in prairie dog dens, and they sharpen their hind nails, and uh, they grab the prairie dogs, and they uh, disembowel them. They're, they're pretty cool creatures, too. So,
0: oh, like, my gosh! The plural form of mongoose is mongooses. Oh, it is? Who I would have mongoose? thought? I, 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 I knew I mean, it. I thought I, I, After I thought about it, I thought it was just going to be, like, mongoose. Um, but no, mongooses.
10: This is how inconsistent the English language is. it's like geese for goose, but it's mongooses and not and mongooses. moose and moose. Yeah. Well, so whenever flock. people
0: want like definitions, they're like, "Show me your definition for like, you know, what's the stupid things they, they want like, to use like English definitions froze. for and, and like um it, no, in like um in like the Bible. They're like, "Oh, show me the English definition for repented." It's like, wait, you want to use the English word like in Webster's for like a biblical term thousands of years ago? Like, you know, all the story, silly, silly things like yesterday. I think what wasn't it you, Chris, that was in a battle with like son or someone. And they're like, show me what this word means. I have the dictionary right now. Let me tell you what this word means. It's like, dude, that is not the same word you're thinking of from like four thousand year old Jewish text. It's not
11: shots fired. Shots fired, Nate.
0: Yes. <laughs> Define shot.
11: It's the same word if you use the KJV.
0: <laughs> a
11: projectile ammunition.
0: What about a medicinal shot? That's not ammunition. It's not That's necessarily true. a Oh I'll,
11: man. I'll, what, oh about a what, about <laughs> what about a shot of
0: alcohol? Uh, See? What about medicinal
6: marijuana?
0: What about a shot of a shot of vanilla in my espresso?
6: See? Oh snap. Thing what about a gunshot is. to my temple after this conversation today?
0: <laughs> you got to Brandon Lee count? yourself?
6: Oh my God, somebody's got to do it.
0: Yeah, I heard that too. How are you gonna do that? That's well, I mean, I guess not with that guy.
10: CGI, you can AI his face, I guess.
0: Well, I mean, it's been long <laughs> enough. They'll just remake the whole movie. They'll just remake the whole movie. Well, wait, he didn't blow his face off, right? It was it was like the shock. Uh, like, percussed him to death, right? Like, there was right. no projectile that, like, destroyed his face. It's just.
10: He was like in what, his chest hit, or. Like, right?
0: He just, like, hit his temple and it's, like, percussed his skull or something. I thought.
10: I don't know.
6: Anyway, somebody didn't teach that guy firearm safety, but apparently, we don't even learn it in 2023 when we're pointing guns at people and pulling triggers. And then people are shocked by this. Baldwin, what? who?
0: Happened with him, no problem. No. He's on their the side. The saga of
6: continues. The saga continues. Uh, all right, all right. I'm ready for my drive to Tampa. I paid my rent, I got some Ethernet cables, I got dark sunglasses right. in the car. Heading to
8: Tampa. Okay, wait. If the two of you meet each other, we will need to see matching selfie PTRs after.
0: Okay? There will be a disturbance in the force. You mentioned sunflower I seeds and Skittles me. I mean Chris. Right. Chris, when are you yeah, gonna when yeah. are, when are you gonna be in my area since since
6: today won't work? So I have to replace a router down at um, Pop's Sunset Grill which is near Fort Myers. Oh, so that would be perfect. When would you yeah. do that? I mean, somebody has to highly motivate me to get my butt up at like 5 o'clock in the morning because that's when I'd have to leave. Um, so, I don't know, I'll probably do it next week. So, it'll be highly... I guess the motivation is going to be to have vegan lunch with Nate, which... No, no, you, you picked the The point,
0: vegan so lunch pretty, part... I,
6: I have been a pretty bad vegan lately. I have oh, really? slipped a little bit.
12: <laughs> <laughs> have you eaten bacon, Nate?
6: Yeah. Oh man, it's like true confessions with Nate this morning. You're going to you be put out of the vegan the assembly.
11: I uh, welcome question. you back into the Yeah, fold. don't
6: tell don't tell Billy.
11: Question. Peanuts yeah. or boiled peanuts?
0: Don't know that I've ever had a boiled peanut. So What?
11: what? You've never
0: been to Georgia? It's a thing. Never
11: it's a thing. on the side of the road with an old man with a five gallon uh drum with boiled peanuts? Oh no, but
3: here we have oh, question. Question. we have that mm-hmm. same guy
0: here with a five gallon uh, bucket of like uh, shrimp.
6: <laughs>
0: and I also do not yeah.
6: stop. Yeah, because that's the five day old shrimp that they buy at the seafood place for pennies on the dollar and then go sell it as if it's fresh. And, you and open, they, like st- they open the cooler and it stinks so bad, and you're like, oh.
0: They like parked by a river, but they really bought it at like Publix like they're, when they're about to throw it out.
11: You guys exactly. live in Florida. Why are y'all not cast netting? When I lived in Florida, it was always cast netting to get my own shrimp.
6: I'm just uh, not that motivated. It's really respectful really cast netting. I would, I would rather pay somebody to cast net for me and then just purchase the shrimp because I buy time with money at this point.
8: Listen, that dude yeah, so on the side of the road sold me an alligator corn chowder that was to die for. To this day, I've never had anything quite that tasty. Did you die? And this is
6: like this is like the tenth time she's brought up this alligator chowder, so oh. I'm not. Oh good. I, I'm I'm fully convinced she loves this chowder more than maybe one of her children. Each one should be fully convinced in their own mind.
8: Yeah, it was amazing. I wish if I could find that guy again, I would eat that every day.
11: You bunch of hillbillies in Florida are eating friggin' iguana now. You guys see that? Iguana. And they're selling Mm, it everywhere now.
0: Huh. They did have Gator Bites in a place I was at the other day.
12: Did you just say Gator Bites?
6: I did. Yeah, man. We got Gator Bites here. One of my clients is a big uh, Wings restaurant chain, and uh, they sell Gator. I like they're telling me all about like where you get gator, and I'm just like, seriously? Like, and it's, it's like, kinda... it's not what you would expect. It's literally it is... like they buy gator from rednecks.
0: It's kind of like a, a mix between like chicken and scallops,
11: yep. like the texture. Really, that's a weird mix. Chicken, I know, right? And scallops, kind <laughs> of. It's kind of more soft and like chewy. I mean, well, I like rabbit, so rabbit just tastes like chicken. Which is rabbit. also
7: true.
6: Rabbit, rabbit is, is really chicken. When is. I was a kid, my dad, my dad was German, so my dad would make Hassenpfeffer. And so when, when we were growing up watching Bugs Bunny, you know, there was this whole, like, where's my Hassenpfeffer? And, like, we had actually <laughs> eaten that as children, like Hassenpfeffer, which is just basically mm. peppery rabbit.
11: Brunschwager. Mm.
6: Ooh, I love Brunschwager. I just, my son oh. and I just had sandwiches, not, like... Now we're just making go, up man. words. Now we're just making up no, words. No, I'm not making Rowan
12: Gardner. I'm just going to take, take, take like a vacation for a couple weeks.
6: On, right? We had 20 minutes on the walk up and the shelf. If anybody's been to the Caribbean. Um, I worked in the Caribbean for like two months. And so this was a thing. So I learned about all about this. I also learned about under the counter. Uh, lots of stuff. Anyway, uh, scorpion, um, scorpion booze. That's another thing in the Caribbean. Um, But yeah, so we talked about that for 20 minutes. Maybe we can talk about German culture. And then then, then people can really call me a Nazi. It's going to be good times. That guy eats Braunschweiger? He must be a Nazi. Sauerkraut. Well, if the Schnagendorfer fits. (laughs) It's so easy to make up fake German words.
9: (laughs) Rosenfrager.
1: No, you guys yeah.
12: ever see that uh what's that movie? It's the movie um, Rookie of the Year. You ever see that?
0: I have seen uh, it, I don't really remember it. Yeah,
12: it's the little kid who's like falling yeah. on his arm and, and like he, he starts pitching for the Yeah, yeah, but his name is Rowan Gardner. But the names that the coach comes up with calling him by the wrong the wrong last name are hilarious. So it's like Rosenfarter, Ruin Blagger you know, bourbon bladder. It's like it's hilarious.
8: Anyway, this is like the Benedict Cumberbatch joke, where it's like, all of the everyone just made up a million names for Benedict Cumberbatch because they couldn't. Right. Yeah. Okay. Probably. Have you
6: yeah. seen that, uh, Marquise? This is this is near and dear to your heart. Have you seen that Key and Peel where the dude rolls in from the the urban school to like the the white bread school, and he's trying to pronounce the kids' names?
12: I it's
8: have. So seen good. That. Yeah but A-A-Ron, it's
3: A Ron. Substitute teacher. Yeah. That's, that's
13: the, that's the, uh, the that's a classic
11: classic. So I got a question about the Bible, Nate.
13: Oh, thank
0: you. Uh,
11: really? Come, come on. Hey, Jesus loves food, but he also likes questions about the Bible. So uh no, okay. I got a question on this. So Book in chapter Hali- and verse. Okay, in Halakha, uh there was a tradition that in and the Rabbinic or set for, Second Temple Judaism, there was a practice of washing the hands because the Jews thought that there was sin upon your hands, and that when you wash your hands, you're absolving your hands of the sin, and that if you were to touch the bread, the sin would go on to the bread, and then when you would ingest the bread, it would defile you with, from within, because they believe sin was like a germ on your hands. So that's why they had like the ceremonial, uh, the ritual, ritualistic uh, hand washing. And uh, my question is, when Jesus says, "Whatever goes into the body that defiles you," Uh, it's what comes from the heart. Uh, he was uh, in that reference, referencing to the halachic uh, law about uh, washing your hands and doing the prayer to clean your cleanse your hands. But then there's also a second verse where, I can't remember the exact chapter and verse, but uh, the, the apostles are walking with Christ and they actually ask him when they're walking away. And uh, it's from another perspective. And he says, what did you mean? And he says, anything that goes within, uh, that you ingest, that goes, uh, that you eat, uh, you just... in in an essence excrete out or poop out and uh my question about that is about like food laws and stuff if we're absolved from food laws like pork and shellfish and stuff does that then because those food laws also included not eating human flesh drinking blood and also not uh strangling animals to kill them does that absolve that or do you think that guy that that wasn't actually part of the law that absolved and that uh in an essence things like pork and shellfish because they're you know disgusting do you think we're okay on eating this i got a bible verse for this Nate,
0: that is a
13: pretty long question <laughs> i know but
0: it's, it's
12: detailed it's, that's
13: why oh, whoa, 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 what but th- the name is not a, it's not a, just so you guys are clear
0: the name what of about what the hand,
11: ritual hand washing
0: Oh, um so if i go out a bible verse um but the let's see what was the thing i actually wanted to say I'm thinking about like fake made up name German names. Um, Anyways, are you thinking about like Acts 15, how it said, like it specifically says, like four things? It's like, don't eat food offered to demons and don't drink blood. Um, And then a couple of things unrelated to food. And it says, you'll do well. So I'd say, like, you know, drinking the drinking of blood is definitely prohibited. Um, But as far as. I, I don't know if it's like a funny thing. Like, can we technically, is human flesh outlawed? I don't know if that's where it was going, but no, I, yeah, I don't that know. Was so who, the,
11: that was in the Old Testament about not eating so human flesh. What's that? Yeah, the Old the Testament says... is
8: why the Jehovah's Witnesses don't get blood transfusion. Because well, I think no, like, it says don't what, consume blood, right?
11: Well, don't yeah, have... the, the Old Testament says not to consume blood, not to consume animal... Uh, uh what is it uh blood human flesh and then it also uh says how to you, strangle animals that's why you have like kosher walls on like
3: uh, how to kill animals acid vitamins.
8: hold on just a second nate that feedback yes. is horrible oh my i can't even take it you need is to
3: there oh it's
8: so bad nate, <laughs> come back later man I don't
0: I just got off a phone call. Is it bad?
6: Oh, it's hurting my
0: it's soul. So bad. It's so bad. That's so funny.
8: Unmute. Let's try again. Okay, that's better.
0: How is that, my children?
8: Much better. That's I got better. a phone
0: call, so I guess, it, I guess it crossed the lines or something whenever I came back. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Never. I got a phone. I take
8: every, every really opportunity Chris. I can to imitate Nate having an OCD meltdown about sounds in the background, I take. And that was a really good one.
12: That was such a great one. Well-placed,
8: well-executed. Great opportunity there, yes.
0: Does that make you you feel like a big woman now,
6: Steph? I do. You feel good about yourself? Yep. She feels like she got a BBL now.
8: (laughs) See, Nate, the treatment for those kinds of OCD meltdowns is called exposure and relapse prevention. So the idea is that you don't complain when other people have feedback and your tolerance will increase. But wait,
0: I want to complain because it's annoying. Like, I don't want, if I have feedback, I don't want to, like, bother you guys. So, I was happy to leave and come back and try to fix it. So, like, if yeah. someone's trying to talk, like, people listening to this don't want to sound like they're in a wind tunnel or, like, a jet engine's going off. Like, they want to have clear, clear lines of communication. So, that's not OCD. That's just, like, know, being a normal human being. Like, I don't want to watch. That's what
8: people say about compulsive handwashing, too, you know?
0: Well. Well, I don't oh. really do that. I mean, if my hands are dirty, they're dirty. But I mean,
3: uh, like I don't want to watch a TV that show. Which, to you, Nate. How
8: often does Which happens
3: to, you to be... Whatever, me? I get my hands dirty. <laughs>
8: 85
6: <laughs> times a day.
8: <laughs> okay. So. And just for anyone listening, uh, I have OCD. I'm not making fun of you guys. I'm, this is me. I'm making fun of me. I'm, okay. I'm
0: Did anyone I'm answer the food today. question before we uh, talk uh, about... No, the no. feedback was so no.
8: horrible, we couldn't. Uh, oh,
11: my yeah, God. Yeah, the Old so Testament just gives a whole list of foods that... Things that you're not supposed to eat. And yeah, so you can do is... anything you want. Go crazy.
12: Yes, yeah, so I was just, oh you, you already took my, uh, you already took my Bible verse. Okay. It was Acts 15. They specifically outline uh, the stuff that so sort of makes it over to the New Testament from the Old concerning please. that
6: and, and here's the thing is that when we look at the serious answer for Mark 7, the, the passage you're talking about is Mark 7. So when we're looking at the ceremonial law, there is an overlap between the ceremonial law and the moral law in some places and so theologians will differ on exactly where those overlaps are Um, but for the most part most people will agree that things like drinking blood and you know eating human flesh are going to be covered not just by the ceremonial law but the moral law the point of the and we were talking about this this morning actually in a different room um, that the point of the ceremonial law was to keep for himself a peculiar people. It literally says this in the scripture, um, that for the line of the Messiah to come, that God wanted to keep for himself a peculiar people. And this is what the ceremonial law's purpose was, was to separate the children of Israel from all other cultures around them. And so they would have weird laws, like you can't mix two different fabrics. Well, is it is it in in and of itself, inherently sinful to mix two fabrics? No, of course not. It was not understood as that. It was understood as this is specific to keep you separate from the other cultures around you. The prohibitions on pork and shellfish, etc., were also additionally to keep the children of Israel separated from the cultures around them. When the New Testament occurs and you have the incarnation and then the preservation of of the line of David is no longer necessary because it ends in Christ, then the ceremonial law passes away or is fulfilled with Christ. Pass away is a bad term, but it's fulfilled with Christ. So Christ fulfills the ceremonial law in that he is the ultimate expression of the separation between God and man. And so when we look at why we do not have the ceremonial law today and why Peter had his vision in Acts chapter 10, which some people get crazy about um, and why the Gentiles were allowed into the church, et cetera, et cetera. This is to show that Jesus had already fulfilled the ceremonial law, that it is not put on Gentiles to, for instance, get circumcised because they are part of a new covenant, not the Mosaic covenant. So Ezekiel 36, 24 is the heart of flesh and the heart of stone passage and that explains the new covenant. So does that, is that a pretty thorough answer? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. There's actually, if you ever, if you ever want some giggles about this, just, um, just hit up Horace, uh, ruins Christmas. (laughs) Um, And uh, Lutheran satire does a whole animated thing with a crudely drawn Venn diagram showing that there are overlap between parts of the moral law and the ceremonial law. Um, And so that's why we can eat bacon-wrapped labradoodle.
0: All things are permissible, not all things are beneficial.
6: I'm just saying, if we go to lunch at some point next week, Nate, I will have the bacon-wrapped labradoodle.
0: I mean, you may have to find the guy that's selling shrimp on the side of the road to get that, but I mean, you know, if you find it, I'll watch you eat it.
6: Welcome, D. Oh, D, D peace out. <laughs> Never mind, D. D is like, yeah, bacon wrap labradoodle. That sounds terrible.
0: <laughs> Hello, sheep. What's up, sheep?
8: Wait, are you saying labradoodle?
0: Yes, like a dog. Okay. Yes, that's the the joke. But. (laughs) That joke.
8: Okay. I can't, I could never eat a dog. I would have to be really, 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 really starving before I'd eat a dog. I feel like that's, that's just what, I couldn't eat a dog or a horse. Like I could eat almost any other animal, but not those two. Have
11: you ever thought about pork and shellfish, how they eat feces and other rotting corpses?
8: That's not the problem. The problem is proximity to humans. Like, dogs are, like, man's best friend. This would be like eating a monkey. Like, I don't... Except the
0: pit bull that, like, eats the face off its, like, you know, five-year-old...
11: Child I have a old. pet lobster! Steph, I'll remember that when you're in that Maronite dress with the uh, Maronites and, you
10: know, the apocalypse is upon us. The know,
8: okay, I, I would ha- Like I said, I gave the one caveat. I would have to be really starving to eat a dog.
10: Well, you know, my I'm dog,
8: he's...
0: I, I share your aversion to eating dogs, but my dog... It's really weird. He's, like, pink. Like, most dogs, they would be, like, dark meat and have, like, kind of grayish, like, skin uh, under their fur. My dog is, like, translucent. Like, it's got to be, like, the most, like, white meat version of a dog. I mean, it's, it would have to be, like, chicken. Like, he is, like, straight up pink. And he has really short Wait, fur. Wait, you're talking so when about he's in sunlight,
8: skin color? Not yes, his, his meat color.
0: No, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, usually if, if an, an animal has, like, a dark, uh, like, you can just tell. That his meat would be more like white meat as opposed to dark meat, because what he's are like you so. Talking about? <laughs> Have you ever let, seen? Let dog meat so when you see, it? so when he's like in the light, when he's like walking in the sunlight, you he's so like translucent. You can see through most of his body, like like you his are such leg. A vegan. Like...
8: All right, let me explain something to you. Wait, right wait, woman.
0: Hold on, hold on, woman. You surfer. Let, <laughs> let me finish my story. You can see through my dog's body. Like not the fat plump part of like his skull or his middle section, but his arms and legs when he's standing there and and it's like the stretch of skin you can see through that stretch stretch of skin like sunlight and it's like what straight up pink
8: like yes okay he, that's very fascinating, but that doesn't have anything to do with the type of meat you're okay, so hmm. you know how pigs can come in the same variety of colors that humans do okay like, fair pig point. Skin, Okay, and then all the pig meat is the same. So I'm, I'm interested in your dog's weirdly translucent skin, but that's not going to indicate what kind of meat you're talking
0: about. Okay, let's <laughs> just say I've heard something about dog meat and you've heard something about butt whiffs.
8: Okay, fair.
6: All right. Uh, sweet meteor of death, please come.
11: Oh, Steph, side chat also. Or uh, down in the comments. Somebody was asking you a question.
6: Oh, Faithful, faithful wanted to chat with you. Okay, um, yeah. <laughs>
11: yeah. I was just, uh, how hungry would you have to be to eat a human, stuff?
0: I'm not doing that.
11: I'll
0: you know, you I, one I wonder, I okay. Uh, the, the philosophical point of me, like, I mean, you know, the real part of me says that's disgusting and I, I would never eat it, just like everyone else who says they would never eat it, until they're like, you know, crashed in like a snowed place and, you know, at some point they're like, okay, well, maybe, maybe I will to survive. So part of me thinks... You know, I would never do that. Maybe if I was in an extreme circumstance, um, I would for survival. Um, But on the other hand, it's like if we come to that place in our civilized modern American world, the reason will be the people on the politically other side of the aisle from me. So if they cause this, I should just go and eat them first. Okay, I'm done. Um, Democrats.
6: Magnus, what's up, Magnus? Fresh Democrats. (laughs) Magnus, how are you?
14: Yeah, I'm fine. What's up?
6: Uh, you got a uh, question or anything? We're just talking about eating people. You know, normal days something better than that.
14: Eating dogs what is horses also. No.
6: Yeah, my my sister-in-law is Korean, so let's just say when I say something about dog meat, she gets a certain look on her face, and that China,
14: look is usually yum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah China, China is crazy about dogs. They they have a meat market in somewhere in China little where you getting yeah no it's true they have a meat market where they where they slaughter dogs. Oh yeah, we know.
11: <laughs> in the Philippines, they have denigawan, which is pig's blood cooked.
6: And they also have
11: balut. Bo- uh, oh, balut. Yeah,
6: that's some baby nastiness.
11: Chickens. Yeah, it's a little baby chicken Yeah. Yeah, isn't
6: your wife uh, Filipino? Uh huh. Yep.
11: Yeah, I lived in Hong Kong, Singapore, and the Philippines for three and a half years. She's from Davel City.
6: His wife, too. Oh, wow. So we've got two Filipino wives. Mm
3: hmm. Cool.
11: Even, uh, I don't know if you know Boris or Baba Yaga. His wife's in the Philippines, too. Mine's from Cebu. My, my wife is. Not... Jeez, what's with all the Filipinos? Everybody's I don't smart. know. I guess they like white guys. I guess, no, everybody didn't want to marry a third-wave Americanized feminist. <laughs> yeah, right? Hey, <laughs> not finding that in the Philippines. My wife, Rishat, I, first, I was like, w- I was like, under what conditions would you get divorced? And she's like, none. I'm like, hypothetically, which I would never do, I said, if I were to cheat on you. And she said, we would get counseling. And I was like, I love you. That's what <laughs> Steph like said. <laughs> it's like a Freud thing.
6: That's not what Steph said. Steph said she would immediately divorce She's, she's Wait, said if
11: what? Chad
6: watches no, porn. American,
11: she would. No, no, In, I remember that.
0: What I, may, I may be wrong about the dog meat thing, but I am right about that. Like someone, we had the whole conversation. Right? Never oh. thought she was crazy because they're like, they're like, no. If if Chad cheated on you, I was it not Steph? like someone we talked to said, they Steph would not Because di- she
6: said if he even watches porn she would ditch him.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, gosh, I'm 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 on a roll of being wrong today. Okay, there was somebody, I guess not Steph, who who said like they would not get divorced even if their husband cheated on them. Does anyone remember who that was? Cuz yeah, I, I remember Steph was the know. other other end of the threshold. She's, She's right the away. other extreme. Yeah, like if someone if someone like, you know, says like, "Oh, I disagree with you."
11: That's emotional adultery.
0: Okay, maybe not that extreme, but pretty extreme.
11: Prashant likes white women Prashant. only. Yeah, was
0: gonna,
6: Prashant is your. What is your wife?
15: She's a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant background. You, a wasp. You got a wasp. in those white-only rooms. <laughs> Wait, there's white. There's <laughs> yeah, white-only rooms.
11: That
3: sounds like a certain. Married. That <laughs> sounds like he
15: a he certain. Doesn't, doesn't, if, if, there's the if there's white. William
0: If there's white-only rooms, that sounds like a certain kind of thing. Yeah, those are the rooms. Pretty, are white white
12: there are white-only rooms.
6: I'm white. I'm, I'm not only. You, 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 you guys gotta understand. Prashant gets accused of being a white supremacist like on a daily Cause basis. Because he is. Because he's it's very he's, he's, he's not friendly. even
11: white. I know. <laughs> well, that's let's... what's weird about it. He's like in there, like, it's the Jews running the world. They're gonna destroy everything. Those filthy Jews. And I'm like, okay,
14: you well, let's, let's talk
0: to our guest Magnus for a minute. Magnus, you're in Sweden. How are things
14: there? Yeah, they're okay. <clears throat> Though I'm homeless right now, but I'm I'm oh. uh, thinking of moving to America. Yeah, <laughs> California or Florida or something. Oh,
0: goodness. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't want to... I, I mean, I don't know. This may not be a great place for you to move at the moment. I'm thinking of, of where else I can move.
15: From the frying pan and into the oh. fire.
14: Yeah, well, I don't like Sweden. Sweden is a... Nasty country.
15: Okay.
0: Um, is it because nasty. of the recent invasion?
14: No, it's it's secular. it's because of uh, psychiatry. They are harassing me like shit. So I'm I'm not into that. I don't want to be harassed anymore.
15: Wait, hold on. So this is uh, uh, organized by the state?
14: Yeah, it is. It's a socialistical move. In Sweden we have two sets of laws, socialistical, social law and we have police law and uh, social law is ruling over police law so they can send police to grab you and put you in psychiatric ward and force inject you and everything, so it's nasty here in Sweden.
11: That does not sound. Yeah, the Nordic and Scandinavian countries are discussing. They hate Christians with a passion. I mean, talk to any person from Scandinavia. I mean, yeah, you find know, it so. it oh, yeah. it's few, but in general, they just hate.
15: I'll swear, uh, acknowledge and yet completely openly practice eugenics, essentially, that has happened. Oh. There.
14: Yeah. And uh, in Sweden, we in Sweden we, it's, it's it's much an atheistical country, it's not many, many Christians here, so it's a nasty country, you know.
15: Well,
14: I don't recommend anybody to come different.
15: here. The United States is not much different. I mean, you we could perhaps there was a time when this was a um for a Christian nation, and I'm very glad for the laws that we have on the books, but there's a yeah. world difference between American policy and American practice.
14: Yeah, and um, I've heard about these abortion laws, uh, it's Roe, what's it called?
15: Roe way? Wade. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Be- However, it,
14: it, it was good that they turned down the, the law of, of abortion. So so it's not ruling over everybody. So it's good that in America there, there are options. It, you know, you, you can adopt away your kid if you want to get, if you don't want the kid, you can adopt it away instead of killing it. So it's, it's good that that road away, uh, quite quit messed up and messed out. So it's, it's, uh, it's a good ruling by the judges.
0: Yeah. Chris, that makes me think of something. That, that makes me think of the thing I wanted to ask you earlier, Chris. Um, so you support
6: Trump for speaker of the house? <laughs> I think that would be hilariously disruptive. So yes, for the comedy factor, I 100% Trump. I think it would be amazing. At at this point, that side needs to go
0: just, like, fire their biggest shots they possibly have. Like, they're talking about, like, you know, a good qualification, stuff like that, like Steve Scalise. And, like, you know, people who are are, are really far on that side, um, and they're floating those names. I'm just like, dude, no. The amount of fervor and viciousness and ridiculousness of the other side, you need to fire the biggest guns you possibly can. And that would be Trump for Speaker of the House. That would be amazing.
11: Keep oh, up. yeah. You imagine him running as, or becoming the Speaker of the House. And then people January, would probably literally Trump. set themselves on fire. Well, listen, imagine he runs, he becomes Speaker of the House until January 2025 and he <laughs> wins the election and becomes President. <laughs> okay. But the entire time, <laughs> <Let's> he, stands <laughs> up, he stands up. RFK's not going to win for a shot. Calm down. What? So then he stands <laughs> up the entire time as the Speaker of the House. And just thrashes the Democrats nonstop. It would be amazing. I yeah, mean, you may was...
0: actually hear, in like a non-spiritual way, angels
11: may be heard singing. Oh, dude, he'd be standing up there as the Speaker of the House. The Democrats are a bunch of filthy liars, and it would be so <laughs> every day.
14: Uh, what's Operation what's war- happening war- in America with the Speaker? Uh, what's it called? the The one who was elected away.
0: He made a bunch of promises, he didn't
14: keep them, so they got rid of him. Yeah, but uh, the speaker was, it was a female, I think.
0: What? Nancy Pelosi. In America? Oh, that's oh, Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi. Oh, that was a while Nancy.
15: ago. That was some time
14: ago. Yeah. No, it's not, it's not long time ago. It's it's recent. Maybe one I, two, one week ago. Like
15: three weeks, no, yeah, bro, three years we, ago. We, we we
0: live in America. No, he said one week ago. Like we, we live here. I promise. I know it was Kevin McCarthy. That's that's the guy's name. They got it
14: was. Yeah, he it was. Before normal. him, it, it was, was the female. Pelosi. It was the Speaker of the House, or was I'm called?
0: I'm understanding the Swedish government's uh, psychiatric laws more now. No, I'm telling you. Um, what happened in reality is, um, before McCarthy, it was Nancy Pelosi, and she's been the Speaker's for like ever. But that was, what, like a, a year ago. Um. In the last – since then, in the last eight months, nine months, it's been Kevin McCarthy from California.
11: Dude, Um, it was was so nice not following politics and not even knowing that McCarthy was the Speaker of the House and that he's (laughs) even out. Like Everybody's like, McCarthy's out as the Speaker of the House. I'm like, I didn't even know he was. I I stopped (laughs) watching a year ago. Last time I watched it was Nancy up there screaming.
15: Hallelujah.
14: Yeah, but it was. I heard some recent news that it was a female speaker of the house that was I elected. I don't do another away. answer to
15: give you. You're, you're, ah, you're okay. uh, your mistaken, sir. But um, okay. you know what? Here's this is to uh, J- echo what, um, Collapse Freeman. I don't even know how to. the, uh, Okay. <laughs> So as we would say, uh, I I I I thank I fall to my knees every morning and thank Christ that this year I finally became post political, firmly post political, and I don't uh, care.
14: Well, politics is a mess. They Ben-Noon, you know the dude with Israeli news live. He mm-hmm. he said that they're playing both sides. I think it was him who said that. Yeah, but, I mean, that, I'd like
0: not to care. Except unfortunately, that's what's like us not caring at this time is what's going to lead to me like literally having to eat my neighbors <laughs>
14: <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a lack of food, I think, and then comes the the wormwood was a uh, meteorite or what whatever that's gonna mess up the the pollute the environment or what's it called. So there would be a lack of food, I think. Maybe. And now they're like
0: poisoning our water. Like, did, did anyone see that, Jim? Yeah. It was like uh, the, some lady from the World Economic Forum um, was saying mm-hmm. how like, enough people don't understand or care about climate change. Uh, but she's like, so now we're going to start doing stuff to the water because everyone understands you need water, even a child. Like, wow.
15: Hey, Nate. Well, they've, been, I... they've been adding hydrofluorosilicic acid to the tap water for decades now.
11: I have yeah, a question going to, get worse to the than that. expert yes. on on the panel here. So, Prashant, do you know when these nanites, these graphene nanites, are going to become active, and we're like all oh, going to die from the female
15: alert? <laughs> <laughs> come on, man! Um, I'm nuts, but I'm not that nuts. Um, that being said, yes, there. <clears throat> I don't know when the actual neural dust program is going to come into effect. And I don't think it's going to be the female that, that activates them.
0: The amount of people who are like legitimately freaking out over that and like talking oh, about yeah. like how they're going mm-hmm. to get like Faraday cages to protect them from the phones. And they're like, they're like going fishing and like leaving their phone at home and oh, going like dude. 30 miles away.
15: It was, it was <laughs> later where it came and went just 15 seconds. That was all. I was actually at work, which is what was interesting was on my phone, on all of my phones, right? I got the alert. And all the TVs, the smart TVs at work, the, the alert was there, but not on my work computer. Well, it was, was supposed to
11: be radios, TVs,
15: and phones. Okay, so that's not that right. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
14: What, no, what, no, was what, gonna, was, what was the alert about?
15: That was just a
11: test. It
14: was a test. Was whatever, a test.
11: whatever covert stuff
14: so they
0: Nate, did. check this out, right?
11: Uh, These bunch of nutcases in the other room were like, listen put your cell phone in your microwave, it's a Faraday cage. And then I just looked it up, (laughs) literally took three seconds to Google it, and found out that your phone receives frequencies of uh, Uh, 2.4 gigahertz, and that the microwave only protects up to 2.1 gigahertz. And I'm like, that's not going to work. It literally says in there the only way you could do that is with a commercial grade uh, microwave, which is up to like 4 gigahertz. (laughs) So like everybody's throwing their stuff in their microwave for no reason whatsoever. I told him I said the only way you can get away from this is go find a cave and hide underground and leave all your cell phones and stuff away from you.
0: Man, it it is baffling the amount of people like who who are susceptible to this stuff, and it's hard, right? Because because I, I, I like with most things, I'm in a very I think I will diagnose myself with being in a very middle of the road position. So, what people say is complete conspiracy theories and there's no validity. I would disagree because I think, you know, depending on what we're talking about, lots of things that used to be conspiracy theories have been proven now and no one questions it. Um, so, I, I definitely have my fair share of that stuff. But on the other hand, there is a stopping point where people who are like, you know, all like Q and that stuff, it's like, and they're like, oh, you're a non believer. You're a non believer. I'm like, wait, what? I'm like and you know they're the ones that think things that I think are insane like you know Trump is secretly in charge he's like running <laughs> sorry don't need to offend but I mean you know uh, so like people who think Trump's still in charge running the government from Mar-a-Lago and and like he's he's showing people how bad things are so they can like wake up and turn which I get that I mean people are seeing how bad things are but I'm like look man at a certain point let's just assume you're right if all the all the like sex trafficking all the stuff the government's doing like all this evil stuff they're doing if trump was still magically in charge he is complicit so that would make trump evil and to your chris you wondered what would make me turn against trump that if he basically was like so uh, willing to sacrifice uh you know the country to in some weird roundabout way to save the country i like no that's a bridge too far i'm not supporting someone if they have the power to stop it Kind of like the thing, right? Like, if God can stop evil, but he doesn't, why is he evil? Well, he's God, so it doesn't apply. Um, there, there's other reasons beyond our understanding. But for humanity, our understanding is, look, if there's a secret shadow government of the white hat people, um, and they're allowing this stuff to happen, at a certain point, they're not just allowing it. They are complicit in smuggling, trafficking, invasions, uh, giving away our sovereignty to the UN, to the World you know, Health Organization. So anyways, there's there's my tangent. But yeah, it's like those people are crazy.
15: First of all, Trump has already done that with Operation Warp Speed. Second of all, copium and hopium are, <laughs> and hopium are two AT double hockey sticks of drugs. And third of all, that was the third point I was going to make. Oh, the Q people. Yeah, the Q-tards. Um, um, I don't know what to tell you about them. Uh, you guys remember the X-Files, right? I think it was season two or something. Where- I, I never saw it. I know what it is, it's but I never fantastic what it. It's just, it's just, a, it's just an amazing TV show. But um, not that I, I, I would, not that I'm recommending that you watch it, uh, because the, the TV sends you all those signals and stuff. And, and oh. uh, then there's, 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 there's a scene. There's a scene in which Scully tells Mulder, "If I put my head you know, in the microwave," she's she's consoling him because he's really frustrated because he hits a bunch of roadblocks in his investigation, and she says, "Yeah, Mulder. Here's the thing. The truth is out there." But so are lies. But so are lies.
11: Hey, can mm. I just say I the really truth hope is that when there. Trump becomes president that he makes RFK in charge of the janitorial position at the White House.
6: You know, Probably find all the I, needles.
0: I I don't um, like I I am super skeptical of RFK, but still I would love it if it was him and Trump on a ticket. Like oh, I, I, I like I, the guy.
11: He just stands zero chance whatsoever ever. I mean, I'm really... Oh, Trump didn't stand a chance, but like, RFK literally is like when people say Jeb Bush was going to win or something.
0: (laughs) Jeb!
14: Remember that? The exclamation point?
11: Jeb!
0: I believe
14: that I believe that uh, Robert Kennedy whacked his brother John F. Kennedy So he... Uh, He wasn't
6: even born, man.
14: What are you talking about? Wasn't he? He wasn't born yet. Okay, and I think Just, we have
0: time time
11: about Arthur Arthur Jr. Uh, uh, Sweden
0: and their health care. <laughs> I think uh, we have a time warp thing happening.
14: Uh, well, uh, so, so Robert, Robert Kennedy wasn't uh, born when, when John the one Kennedy that we're talking
6: young. about was not born. RFK, Robert Kennedy, the, the attorney general of the United States under his brother JFK definitely was born, and definitely did not have his brother whacked. He had no reason to do that.
11: Okay. Was an RFK whacked also?
6: Yeah. RFK was killed by Sirhan Uh Sirhan, and I've been to the actual physical spot where he was shot by Sirhan Sirhan. It is uh, in one of my gallery art
14: pieces. So, yeah. There There are lots of conspiracy theories about the killing of John F. Kennedy. And so on. He seemed to be a good guy. Is John F. Kennedy?
11: Okay. All right, Nate. I'm just going to tell you, just like in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I'm tapping. Bob's up on stage. Guys, be safe. I can't do this today.
0: <laughs> we'll see, we'll see to Bob. I, I, I let you up here, Bob. Because <laughs> we're, uh, we're, we're talking about some crazy crap anyway. So I figured, Bob. You
3: might as you- well. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: I will go at this one. Uh, Bob, let's see. I don't know how long you've been here, but um, let, let's recap for him, and then you can pick your poison where you want to weigh in. We're talking about the FEMA test yesterday, putting our, micro, uh, our cell phones in Faraday cages to protect from the graphene stuff the government's going to poison us with. We're talking about um, who killed RFK. Um, RFK Jr. doesn't stand a chance in in winning the election. I don't know. Where do you want to go, Bob?
15: What do you got for that, us? I would also like to uh, delve into the invasion force of the interdimensional psychic vampire demons. That's honestly oh, for
11: you. The Galactic Federation of Aliens. With
15: whom the globalists right, supposed deal.
11: What you got, Bob? You know Bob uh, or, or Bobtized? Yeah, yeah. I'm going on, I'm on to just <laughs> sit. I'm on, I, it's I, Uncle I, Bob to you, Nate. I'm
2: going on, I'm on to sit back and listen. Uh, that's a little bit too deep
6: for me. Wait, wait, trying to kill us bob? Did the Unitarians say that's too deep for me <laughs> that that happened yep. that just happened
11: whoa You've we seen broke Uncle part Bob's part. mind he will always be bob. uncle bob i
2: can't I can't get involved with pol get involved with politics that's not not a good thing to get involved in
6: man now Bob is spitting wisdom what are we gonna do?
11: Everybody's got a crazy uncle. It's just Let's go fishing.
0: Hey, Uncle Sam is as crazy as Uncle can get. Uncle Sam's the bad kind of uncle. The kind that you tell when he goes to jail.
15: That's Uncle Sam is the kind of uncle you hide under the in the closet on Thanksgiving.
6: Yeah. Hey, so if I started selling phone Faraday
11: cages, do you think I could make a good Oh, yeah, of course, lived? on Clubhouse. Prashant's got a lot of friends that would line up to
6: buy those. Bro, Prashant, you want to you wanna go into business with me? We'll make Faraday cages.
11: Of course he's Indian. He would love to do a business deal with you.
6: I heard
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> right after I get my Slurpee from 7-Eleven.
11: Is Gujarati, I would love to do a deal. Don't worry, don't worry. I'll summon my hotel and my gas stations. <laughs> very Dude, very droll. <laughs> Printer, cool. right? Hilarious. Prashant's trying to wash that brown
15: blood out of his uh, his line, and yeah, we're trying to, to read the, read the bro. brown away, bro. Come on, let me, let me, just, let me just have at it. He'll be like the um,
0: he'll be like the the white Hebrew Israelite prophet that's like white as the driven snow. Yet he's like one of their <laughs> high priests somehow.
11: Nate, uh, in Chris, one or two more I... generations, Prashant will be able to love his grandkids.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> wow! For <laughs> we're joking, right? You, uh, you'd, you'd be okay with some? Yeah, no, we take okay at least three some, and a uh, half.
15: We take at least three and a half.
0: I'm just trying to clarify real quick, for Um, are you are you cool with like brown baby brown uh, grandkids, or um, no. would they need to be a little little lighter shade on the pigment scale?
15: They've got to be a little. Come on. Well, all this effort expended in nothing.
0: I didn't really get an
11: answer. He reminds me of that skit with the Chappelle show.
15: And they're like, you know, you're black. <laughs> yeah. like,
11: I'm, no. Bixby. I'm, the, I'm the brown Clayton Bixby. He's like, yeah, you're like Uncle Uncle Ruckus when he gets his DNA test. Oh, my God. I got it. Yeah, I'm,
15: I'm 102% brown with a 2% margin of error.
11: Well, Chris, someone was saying,
0: uh, uh, I don't know how they, they verified this or if they did. But apparently uh, Michael Bloomberg, that's his name, right? Michael Bloomberg, the former mayor, uh, he... Wear suits that are like Faraday suits. So like they're like woven with like copper threads and stuff like that. Huh? Who said that? I don't know. Probably some Russian looking me me
6: More and more business ideas. I'm gonna. You guys are gonna check back in with me in like a year, and I'm gonna be a multi-millionaire from selling Faraday cages to idiots.
11: Well, I just want to know the guy down in Colombia that makes the bulletproof suits, where they take like a 357, and the guy's wearing like literally. A, you know, a, a long sleeve T shirt, and they shoot him in the stomach, and the guy's like, "I didn't even really feel that." Like, why is That's that? a not good a idea. Thing everywhere.
15: Well, I know, be, right? What would be the Mormon uh, market uh, demand for fer- the, the magical underwear that they have? Except that if there's a Faraday cage version of it.
6: See, this is why I have Indian business partners. So, yes. Let's do that. So, Prashant, we got a whole nother set. We're gonna sell the magic underwear that's a Faraday cage. That is absolute brilliance.
1: Protect you like, from sin like and
6: John brainwaves. waves. Like John Hit me Wicks. in the back channel. I'll text you later today. We'll spin this LLC up. I can really do it two hours.
11: Like John Wick's outfits, like his suits and stuff, people don't realize that's a real thing down in Columbia. There's some dude that makes you like t shirts and stuff that are completely bulletproof. It's wild. That is awesome. Yeah, just look up bulletproof uh like clothing and stuff. He's done in Colombia. He was building it he was like making it for the cartel and stuff. For like the Colombian uh you know, cocaine cartel. And uh now he's just like selling it everywhere after they kind of collapsed. But like I just want to go into Walmart and buy like a bulletproof t shirt. <laughs> Imagine so how many lives we could save if we mass produced that.
6: Yeah, like seven. Um- exactly.
15: Like- exactly you like, uh, ultimately speaking
6: yeah because then they just shoot you in the head like it just doesn't work out but
11: um no, i know but... but the
6: uh the hacksmith industries they made the john wick suit um and tested it and like with real actual like testing and it's a really good youtube and basically what they figured out is that you could make something that's sort of pistol resistant um but any rifle is just gonna go straight through and kill you. Because oh with rifles you need to have the ceramic
11: plates. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. Uh Magnus, can you please come off stage and tell us about Nibiru? Planet X What? Whoa. <laughs>
14: he's, he's, you look at the comments. Yeah, I have a kind of a prophecy about Planet X. <sighs> oh, yeah. Lock him up. Yeah, and this it's is becoming awesome. Clear. Yeah, What about it? Planet X, Nibiru, whatever it's called, Red Dwarf Planet. Yeah, the Iron Planet, whatever it's called. When it comes by, it will swoosh by Earth and pass by Earth. And then it will suck up water like a tsunami. It will be in Greenland, outside of Greenland in the Atlantic. And it will flush the east coast of America. And the tsunami will be 200 to 2 kilometers high. So uh, it it will be devastating for America's east coast. And uh, Norway will be hit. And Portugal also, I think.
11: When should
14: this happen? When when Planet X comes by.
11: Like they've been saying for the past 20 years? Never
14: happened? It, it will come sooner. because the uh, C has been speaking of Planet X and it's changing speed. It's coming faster and slower, it's changing speed so no one knows when it comes.
3: Wait, so, like like what's supposed to a two year
11: water supply? What? Would you like to purchase
3: from my new company a full two year water supply?
6: Are drugs yeah. legal in Sweden, Magnus? What makes well, it change speeds?
14: I don't know. It's it's kind of uh, the way it is with plants. It, it,
15: it should. I mean, it should have a predictable acceleration in its velocity. It,
14: it isn't predictable because it changes speed. It goes faster. So uh, slow. The, well,
15: the the Earth the Earth's um, velocity also changes um, based on how it uh, how it revolves around the sun, but there's a pa- there's a, there's an actual pattern that it follows. It doesn't yeah. just fluctuate randomly.
3: Yeah. It,
15: this is the same of, of of any planet. Of that's this is how like gravitation works.
14: Mm. I don't know, but but uh, anyway, if as the prophecy goes, because the right. planet X will come by and it will will make this tsunami happen. And the first sign of everything happening is the tsunami. If it comes, then you'll know that the second thing that will happen is that a meteorite or asteroid was called uh-huh. from, from the following uh, of Planet X will get loose and, and drop in into France and it will smash your Disney and it will be a super, super big volcano in in france and the euro will fall because it will be such devastating earthquakes and stuff all up to england and, and to germany and in, here in sweden we will have a boom from from the it will shake in the windows here in sweden the the impact Perhaps of the united
11: left. states dies, but sweden survives
14: no no no, no. how convenient I mean, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that with the, the France will be hit with with this stone, and, and, and it will be a devastating. It's not a planet killer, but it's it's big.
0: Uh, hey Calvinist, what's up, man?
14: And then what what will happen is that that they, uh, they, they will go another
11: crazy, name. Uh,
14: uh, really uh, what, what can, uh, hang order. on, i was trying to say hi to
6: Mr. Cal. Uh, what Cal?
0: Oh,
14: no, okay.
6: Uh, sorry, I was listening to the revelation of uh, crazy
4: going on there. Sorry, um, uh, Magnus. Uh, are Are you claiming that you're uh, you're a prophet and you're a healer? I noticed that you, on your profile you have no, a that no, says, I, "I will heal you."
14: I well, can't guarantee that it will happen. We will see when Planet X comes by, because when when, when the asteroid Aster Aster hits France, the euro will fall, and the, when the euro falls, yeah, every yeah. every currency will fall.
11: Hey, Magnus! I can we know. feed you poison and find out if you're really a prophet?
14: <laughs> I'm no, I'm no prophet. I can't, I can't say so. But I'm, I'm having this vision. I'm had, had it a couple of years ago.
11: Almost like a prophecy.
14: Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm a kind prophet. of. But I can't guarantee yeah. it will happen.
11: Uh, Magnus, are you Christian?
4: Do you claim to be a Christian? I
14: mean, yeah, a Christian? I'm a Christian.
4: You're Christian. Excellent. Yeah. What, uh, what is the gospel?
14: The gospel is, well, you got to have faith in Jesus to get saved. And when you have faith in Jesus and trust Him, then you'll get saved. And then then we have Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 that says that we will all walk in predestined uh, deeds, kind of what's it called? I'm not good at English like that, it's Church English, but, but it's, it's uh, we, all, we are meant to do Christian stuff in our Christian lives, but uh, as it says in Ephesians letter, chapter 2, verse 10, and it's, it's uh, that's kind of the Christian way of life, and you should be baptized also, it's good, adult baptism. I,
4: Okay, so we have to have faith. Faith in what exactly?
14: Faith in Jesus and the Bible.
4: And just, just in Jesus in general, or, or more specific?
14: Well, I believe in triunity. That is three persons: God, God, uh, Lord Jesus Christ, and and then the Holy Spirit, and God the Father also. So, oh, Calvinist, uh, he's doing pretty
0: good. What? I, I told Calvinist, I said he's doing, giving pretty good answers.
4: Yeah, he's uh, giving pretty good answers. Uh, now my question would be, Is where are you lining up? Where does your Christian faith, where does the revelation from God line up with this prophecy that you're giving about planet X?
14: It doesn't line up, but it's kind of a vision I got from God, I think. When the Planet X comes by, the stone will drop in France. Euro will fall, dollar will fall, all currencies will fall. Right, and right, right. And right. They will right. be worthless. Yes, we heard this part
4: already. Okay.
14: But okay. I'm just trying to understand. So
4: we have we have the end times in Scripture, where Christ, John writes about the end times in Revelations, right? So how uh, is that going to line up? with uh, all the water being sucked off the earth and all all these other things. Right? Like um, like what is more cataclysmic to you? Is it Planet X doing drive by well, or is it the actual apocalypse?
14: Well, uh, I don't I don't think we are we are getting close to the, the day yet to come the the Lord's day. We are not there yet. But it will be part of all this that will happen. Do you know what it? it's 2023 now? It's seven years until 2030. So these seven years will be much possible. The seven years that spoken of in, in Daniel and, and all this, the 17th week. So, so it's coming around. Yeah, right that's up. not
4: talking about. That's not. That's not describing what you're describing.
14: No, I know, I know. It's a different yeah. thing. Right. Uh, okay. But I, I can't, I can't verify this prophecy I got. It's just that it will change the world in, in severe ways when the planet X comes by and all this stuff. Right. Happens. Well, you're
4: aware. You're aware here that we're supposed to. You're supposed to be checking
14: this by Scripture, right? Yeah, you test all absolutely. The spirits, right?
4: And, after, yeah. and either either it's from God or it's not,
14: yeah. right?
4: So, so what what in the Scripture has led you to believe that you received this from God?
14: Well, uh, I I am um, I have somewhat connection with God, and He answers me when I. Always, but he answers me when when I ask things, and uh, and uh, it's a way I have with God. So so, but uh, I haven't verified this with him. This the prophecy kind of that I had received, but it's very possible that that uh, Planet X will come by. Soon, very soon, because right, right. it, I, I it has been. I, my question was: Was how did you how
4: did you check to see check the scripture to see if this prophecy was from God or wasn't from God?
14: I haven't verified it with scripture. It it, okay. it is it is a prophecy I received. I but, understand yeah, it's a maybe. prophecy you received, but not all not all things that are received are from God. You realize that, right? Yeah. Right? So that's why we're to go to Scripture
4: to test these things, right? And so far, what you're describing is going against what the Scripture tells us will happen.
14: Well, it's spoken about uh, a rock that will drop and make earth poisonous. uh, I don't know how to... Relate, relate this, this. Yeah, to to get this in in line with scripture.
0: Well, I, I think oh. uh, why don't we put this on the back burner and give us something else to talk about, Cal.
14: Um. Uh, Cal. <laughs> oh, hey, before? sorry.
0: Do you, do you have another name? I don't. I don't know if you. Uh, you sound familiar, but have we? I talked? have I many I names.
4: Your... Yes, I have many. Oh wow! Many
0: like is like Satan one of them? <laughs> uh, I'm good. Uh, no, that's all I
4: wanted. I just kind of heard the the prophecy. I just wanted to make sure this guy was a believer in Christ and that he's checking. Uh, he's checking things by Scripture. You know, I'm yeah, glad so that he was I, able I, I to kind of give us some uh, gospel and and you know that was it but carry and I, on I'm, appreciate yeah, it god uh, bless everyone
9: yeah yeah and I'm, i got I'm something dude.
4: Th-
0: hey, one second and, and i'm i'm hopeful for that and you know some of the uh, conversation previously was you know he's from sweden and i think was dealing with some mental health issues and things like that so you know a little context but um yeah you did good cal i appreciate the line of questioning um random what's up random yeah
9: because it got brought up i'm actually really curious uh can there be prophecy
0: that does not come from God?
3: Absolutely. I, would want, I, I want to
0: say, on an, uh, my first answer is I want to say no, but then my more conversational answer is I would like you to define what we mean by prophecy and uh, talk about what not from God means.
14: Well, God God says in the scripture. Well, to the question. That... Yeah, the God God says in Scripture that we should test the spirits, so that there there's a meaning with testing the spirits. So, and also, if he, if if a man is a true prophet, his prophesying will go through true. So, so that's the way how to decide if a man is a prophet.
0: Uh, well random yeah since you asked um how would you be defining prophecy like telling the future and stuff like that
9: yeah i mean generally speaking i guess i would define it as uh accurately for telling the future
0: yeah i i I do not believe so because i believe god is the only one that knows the future um that being said i think you know between like the theistic world we believe in that there are you know demons and things like that like lying spirits um, not that these entities would know the future but they're pretty smart and they've been around a long time um, so that's like history repeats itself right so or even if you don't go for spirit stuff if you just believe in the natural world only you could say that there are people like you know like people motivational speakers or you know like different types of like um, hypnotists or something like that who have a well enough handle on human like psyche that they could do something that you would call, oh, well, that seems like a prophecy. And oh my gosh, it came true. But that doesn't mean they know the future either. So I would say, sure, I, I totally think there are people that could make a quote prophecy um, without having legitimate knowledge of the future, but they would know enough to, like, you know, properly predict things. Like we predicted earlier. That this world is, you know, we may have to actually end up eating our neighbors. I sure hope not. I hope that's mostly a joke. But, for example, uh, if that comes true and people are so, you know, uh, poverty stricken and, you know, this world is so crazy that there are people who turn to cannibals, does that mean I am a prophet because I gave a prophecy that's true? No. It means I just saw the way this thing was headed, so I called it like I saw it. Um, So that's what I think. So if it's not from God, um, I think that's one of the other explanations that you would still see some sort of future telling of an event coming true uh, without actually knowing the future event. So what
14: Absolutely. you're saying is you would
9: probably define prophecy as something different.
14: Yeah, uh, well, well, yeah. well, uh, well uh, if you see Ezekiel and uh, what they called Isaiah and, and all these prophets, We can see how the how they prophesied in in the Bible, and see their way to to acknowledge today prophets.
0: prophets. Yeah, and I, I, um, yeah, and I would say like also in different Christian circles, ask them to define that because there's a lot of um, you know you've probably heard it year round enough. Um, There's a lot of discussion back and forth about you know does God give. Is there prophets? Are there prophets today? Like the office of a prophet versus an individual prophet? And does someone give prophecy like in the Old Testament scripture, or is that what people would call like you know a word of knowledge or something different? So there's just in in Christian circles there's lots of debate about that. But I am of the mind that uh, no. So if God like you know wants to, I don't know, tell someone like, hey, this guy's having a bad day, you should go talk to this person. You like feel compelled like you know, that you should go talk to this person or, you know, offer them encouragement. I think that's fine. And I think God can do that. That's just fine. I mean, you from your completely naturalistic state would say it's like maybe you get, you arrive at that um, compulsion by intuition or just having a a sense or a vibe of what's going on in the person's life. Um, So I think that's fine. But to say a prophecy, like, you know, when people were predicting uh, Trump would be president um, this last term when he was not, I would say, no, that's not from God. That's from wherever other place they get that. Um, or if people predict the date of the rapture, um, not to mention that that contradicts the Bible. But yeah, so like prophecies like that, I don't believe that's a thing. I believe when we had the last of the apostles, uh, you know, the Bible is closed. All the prophecies we've got uh, are in Revelation. So if someone wants to read a prophecy um, in the Bible, flip open Revelation and there they are. Um Yeah, so so there are no, like, modern um, prophets, in my humble opinion, at that level today. And if they are, then they should follow the Old Testament law for what happens if a prophecy doesn't come true. And whenever they find out that the penalty is death, they start hedging real quick. And they're like, well, well, I'm not a prophet like that. (laughs) Well,
9: there seems to be a a bit of an indiscernible difference, then, between you know, kind of that, uh, accurately predicting or accurately kind of figuring out what the future is going to hold and a prophecy, well, what would be the distinction between those two things?
0: If God says something to a person and says, go tell this to all, all the people, um, and then when
9: right, it comes but, true. Right, but it's not yeah. like we can, it's not like we can verify that.
0: Oh, right, 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 yeah, yeah, I totally get that, and, and that, but from my so, perspective. So, so there is an indiscernible,
9: indiscernible difference, essentially.
0: Right. But from my perspective, that's irrelevant because there are no people who God is giving prophecies like that today anyway. So it's irrelevant. So, so from my perspective, that would not be God. So if someone says, you know, the, uh, the, I don't know, uh, some of the revelation prophecies, when it says it's going to happen, but it doesn't give a time, they'll say this prophecy and revelation will be fulfilled. Like the the rivers will run with blood or the moon will turn dark or whatever will happen on January 16th, 2024. Um, God told me this is a prophecy, thus says the Lord. Like, that's not going to happen. Like, and if someone says that, my opinion is they are not getting that from God. They're getting it from any number of the indiscernible things that you're talking about. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if someone wants to be a prophet today, like capital P prophet, the closest they're going to get is just reading out loud the book of Revelation. Because it has prophecies that are unfulfilled, that we believe will be perfil- fulfilled. So if someone wants to call themselves a prophet today— just read Revelation.
14: Hey, man. Nate you, so, dirty,
0: Nate, you dirty cessationist Calvinist, you. I give up, Chris. So, Nate, what would you pay so, buy me dinner. <laughs> so, someone said Nate.
9: From what from what I'm hearing from you, the yeah, discernible difference is people making prophecy. Because according to your theology, no one will be making prophecy.
7: Correct. Uh, Saint, you, what, what's up Saint? Yeah, so you, you don't think that God can talk to to us today to warn, warn other believers? Is that true? So like God can speak to us and be like, warn these people, you know, they have 12 months to repent or so-and-so. You don't believe no. that God?
0: Uh, okay, yeah, so there's two things. One. I, no, I, to to that specific scenario, I don't think that's going to happen. It's just like Lazarus, right? When when Lazarus says, "Hey, you know, will you will you go tell my family? Will You go tell my friends? Will you go tell my people?" And and there's like, no, they had their chance. They have the prophets. They have all the scriptures, just like you do. They don't need anything else. So I, I that's my surprisingly biblical response to that. Um, I believe that no, um, there's not going to be like a hey, you have this much time to repent. No, you have a church on every corner, just like everyone else does. You have the prophets, you have the scriptures, you have the Bible. Uh, so I, I personally, explicitly, uh, do not believe what? that scenario. But like what I talked about, like the word of knowledge what or something. What
7: scripture like, would you use? The, Lazarus, say the that parable edit. of
0: Lazarus. He literally oh, to just say, gave you one. Well, well, yeah, to make that point, I would use the parable or the, the, the story of Lazarus and the hell. Um, for the scriptures that say, the like prophets, like the office of prophets and stuff like that ended. um, That's a larger discussion. But before I do that, and it sounds like Chris is talking again, but before I do that, um, I don't know if you're here when I talked about like the other gifts or like, you know, words of knowledge or whatever other terms people will say. So I do believe, you know, the Holy spirit can prompt someone or convict someone to, to go like, you know, give encouragement or, uh, you know, read the news, right? Like I see your, I see you're down. I see this is going wrong with you. Um, you know, consider this, consider these. And, you know, a, a very, um, someone who wants to sound very spiritual would say, this is a word from the Lord or a word of knowledge. Someone who believes that very thing is still possible. Like maybe Chris would say, Hey, this is just Christian encouragement. Um, so I believe in that. And then if you want to be, you know, very spiritual sounding, you'll call it like some would call it a prophecy. Um, other people would call it words of knowledge or, you know, a conviction from the Holy spirit to tell them this, or perhaps Chris, um, who believes some part of that would say, Hey bro, I'm just giving you Christian encouragement. That's all that is. Um, Chris, uh, do you want
7: to So God can, so so God can give you knowledge to speak to like a small group of people but never to like a city or a nation who that would never.
0: Well, no, the number of people. I, I don't. Uh, what you, I, Well, I you just you said use, that you
7: could warn. No. Warn. No, you, you,
0: as the author of my comment, I'm telling you, that's not the way it's intended. No, I'm, I'm not saying warn. I'm not saying give personal revelation. Like God told me this to tell you um, for, for something like that like a pro anything you would call a prophecy i'm saying like it could be put on someone's heart to basically do probably what an atheist could do like if they look around and observe the world around them they'll think oh wow that group of people or that city or you know if that government keeps doing the things they're doing it's going to be very bad i mean it, it's nothing but i believe christians you know have the holy spirit living with them and you know there is a spiritual component to it um so in no way is that God saying, thus says the Lord, warn these people to do this or to stop this or else. Um, I don't believe that's a thing. But with natural wisdom or spiritual wisdom, you can look and say, this guy is you know, addicted to drugs or addicted to something else. And it's like, hey, I'm warning you before God, you need to stop this. You get what I'm saying? Not that God said, stop this or else. It's just like, if God's like, hands off, I'm not part of this conversation. You in your own wisdom would be like, Hey, look, man, I'm warning you as a totally independent person. If you keep doing this, it's going to be bad. You need to change your ways. You get what I'm saying? So, some people would like to say that's a prophecy or a word from God. Other people would say that's common sense or spiritual discernment. Um, Hope that helps. I don't know another way to explain it. So,
7: then he doesn't speak. Like, so if you're a messenger out on the street, you believe God won't ever uh, speak to you directly about the person you're having a conversation with. Correct.
6: God doesn't whisper. There's a really good book about this saint. It's written by Jim Osmond. It's called God Doesn't Whisper. And this nonsense that people think that God is directly giving them direct revelation today. If God were giving you direct revelation today, that would make you an apostle or a prophet on par with the twelve or on par with Daniel or with Ezekiel or Isaiah God is done writing his word just like Nate said they have the apostles and the prophets what more warning do they need so this yeah, idea that I never brought
7: scriptures, up writing another book in the bible but no, I believe 100% well you would be 100% that God speaks, the scriptures speaks to you individually 100% yeah no that's not true because the bible says
6: that all scripture is God-breathed, okay? And it is sufficient for teaching, rebuking, and training in righteousness. Every that
7: has that nothing to do did, about... I never yeah, said God's going to write another book.
0: Hang on, wait, 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 hang on. Let me jump Let me jump in here real quick. Uh, Chris, you are a little hard to hear. I don't know if you're connected to your BMW's crappy audio again, but you are a little staticky. But, say, yeah. that's, that's, that, that's the thing. So even though you didn't say that means you need to write their stuff in the Bible, that's the case Chris is making that if they truly were, like God was truly speaking to them in the way He did in the Bible, um, that means it would be at the level where it needs to be written down. So, so that's the difference, that's what you guys are saying. You're kind of talking past each other. So I you're never, saying no, I think I, I I never know, said, saying
7: God, I'm saying God can like speak to me personally throughout the day.
0: I know. And Chris Not I's saying telling me God,
7: write this in a book.
0: Saint. You have to hear me. There's no other way to explain this. I'm certain the explanation is in what we're saying. You just have to hear it. You are not saying that. But what Chris is saying is if God speaks to you, totally private, totally to you, just the way you describe it. Right. So Chris is saying if God speaks to you the way you just described, that is worthy of being written down and added to the Bible. So since you don't believe that, the, the conclusion is God doesn't do that because God, if God did do that, whether you want to write it down or not, it is so important because it's from the mouth of God that it would need to be written down in the Bible.
14: Nate, if right. hang, hang on real
0: quick. I just want to—hang on. I just want to see if we're getting any closer to an understanding. Uh, Saint, did that help? You don't got to believe it, but did that help explain what he was saying?
7: No, yeah. So you you believe a hundred percent God can't speak to anybody today personally. No. Hey, hey, you hey. Are at first you were him. saying, at first you were saying He can, but now you said if He speaks anything to you personally, it should be written in a book. Is that I'm correct? I'm
0: saying that's I, I, I'm saying that's what Chris is saying. I have a little more threshold for that because I I you know would make allowance oh. for you, you know like. Perhaps yeah. word of knowledge. We haven't really talked about that much, but I was interpreting Chris. I was channeling my inner Chris. I have a little bit more of a threshold for that stuff. But for example, if I drive by and I see a homeless person, uh, if I drive down the road, like in the city I used to live, there was homeless people everywhere. And sometimes I would drive by and, you know, and I would think, or I'd say a little prayer. I'm like, you know, God, you know, I want to be generous, right? Um, am I supposed to, you know, should I, should I stop? Should I offer to pray with this person? Should I offer to give this person money? should i offer to you know should i just not offer and go to mcdonald's and you know get something extra and drop it by for them on the way back right so it's like sometimes i would feel like well you know um, this person you know give them 5 bucks and i and i would just have a sense that they're not going to go buy drugs with it they'll probably buy food i don't know was that to- was that god telling me that was that totally my natural thought process um no, did i, I think subconsciously that's totally- hang on think- did, did did i su- did I, did I subconsciously um, uh, pick something up by the way they looked or the way their, their clothes were or, or something like that, um, and I'm thinking it to God when it's really me? I leave a very wide-open berth to all of that stuff. So is one of those possibilities the Holy Spirit could have been kind of like compelling me, like, oh, man, get that, that guy food. Don't give him cash. Sure, I think that's a possibility. I also would not say that's prophecy that re- needs to be written down so prophecy and see it's in the description so it's in the definition so i i hope i define that well and chris may be may disagree with me but i believe that's possible that the holy spirit can lead you and kind of you know give you convictions in certain ways up uh, that would also not constitute a prophetic message from god
2: good morning so like good me th- i'll give you a good
0: morning tippy hey um i
8: just uh i just want to say we should be testing the spirits um so, you know, you should know if it's not from God. Uh, also,
1: Galatians 1, 6 through 10 about, you know, adding to scripture. Um, if anybody, it says, but if we or any angel from heaven
8: preach another gospel, and this is where you should be testing the spirits. If it doesn't line up with scripture, it's garbage. Um, it says to you, then what exactly. what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. So you don't want to be preaching something outside of the gospel. That's it. Period.
14: Amen. The other way that we
6: test the, the, we test the spirits, is, there's three ways, right? So is the person who is giving the message who's supposedly a prophet, are they moral? Are they lining up with what was previously revealed by God? And... Um, is their particular revelation unique and new to the scripture? Those three things. And, you know, the, the last thing would also be, um, you know, does this message that we're getting not only line up with scripture but and line up with the person's life, um, but does this particular message need to be said to increase the body of Christ? And what we get from the scriptures is what Nate is exactly saying is that every word that proceeds from the mouth of God is our food. And so if every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, if you are getting a direct revelation from God, then if that is not given to the rest of the body of Christ, you are sinning because the rest of the body of Christ requires every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And so, if the implication is that we're getting new revelation not found in the Scripture, that new revelation needs to be given to the body of Christ. This is so the the son, and what I'm trying to say. Yes, Saint. I think exact situations. So,
7: I was ministering to a homeless guy, and he told me he used to be in a, he used to be an evangelist and share the gospel out on the streets. And my buddy was talking to him, and I was like, God, what happened to this guy? Oh, you know, I was just in conversation with God, and I heard it It was because of a woman. And I thought it was kind of weird. You know, I heard ask him, and in my mind, I'm like, no. And then I heard it again with, like, authority, and then I interrupted their conversation and asked him, and he was like, yes, and another time it was about to start raining again i was just walking in prayer and i was like hallelujah praise god because i was going to be done working for the day and then i heard pretty cool sprinkler system huh and i just got chills head to toe do you in your view god can do or is
6: that god can do anything god does not choose to give you feelings and impressions Because he does not whisper. And the other thing that I was going to say is that the third way
3: that we test the spirits
6: is that a prophet prophet also has to be 100% accurate. If any prophecy of that prophet that is getting new revelation from God does not come true, that is a false prophet, period. They are never getting a word from God because they are a false prophet. Okay, And so what I would say is both of those things were feelings and impressions. You yourself have a PTR about fleeing sexual immorality. So you yourself have a lot to say and think about women and that kind of thing personally with yourself. And so the fact that that would occur to you, that some guy had a problem with a woman, is unsurprising in your psychology. And so what I would say is that, you know... None of those things were direct words from God. They were your own feelings and impressions. And I'm not trying to be harsh, but this is about the fifth time we've had this conversation. They're your own feelings and impressions. You are not receiving infallible words from God on par from Scripture. Because if they were truly the words of God being spoken to you directly, they would by definition have to be infallible. That is not how God operates when he's given us his full word.
0: And just real quick, I just so, want to say so hi. Every hi. I, I, hang on, hang on St. Rufus. I have a feeling this is going to go for a little bit longer, but I just wanted to make sure I said hi to Mole down there because I haven't seen you since I think you went to Mexico. So I uh, hope you've been well. Hey, what's up, mate? Hope all's is good. Uh, just want to make sure I addressed you before you got bored and left. But, uh, St., uh, back to you.
7: I only have All a few right. more minutes, but go ahead, St. I could see how Chris could think that way if it's never happened to him. But for you just to say, I thought up that stuff on my own, like with authority, when I heard it the second time to ask him, it was, it was a hundred percent God, but I could see why yeah, you, that's
6: your, you that's don't personal feeling. And again, this is a, this is another tactic it's, it's that an experience you know, people oh, have experienced this. I have had experiences um, and I take those experiences and I filter them through the word of God. And so the word of God says that he does not speak in that manner to regular believers any longer, because that is an apostolic sign gift and it's scripture. And so I take those feelings and I have had those particular experiences almost exactly like that. And I filter those through the word of God. So this nonsense that somebody hasn't had the experience, therefore they don't know, or they can't know that's again, another straw man that uh, nar apostles use to try to, justify their heresy and you need to start getting in the word of God getting out of your feelings and start putting yourself in his word every day and get away from the nutcases that you have been listening to
7: thanks for your input I would just encourage you to draw closer to
6: God because
7: I believe a hundred percent even in my relationship when I've been really close to God he spoke to me a lot more often But thanks for your input,
6: Chris. What are you doing? Working, sorry. Oh, sounds like something else. I'm not trying to be mean, Saint, but we keep having the same conversation. It keeps being the same straw man. And what I'm trying to tell you is like, you know, you don't get closer or further away from God. God is always either in your heart or not. It is a binary. Either he has given you a new heart or he has not.
7: And so there's no, no such thing. 100%, as like you can to God. So you don't you don't think that when you're really close to God you're getting convicted over little things and if you start to backslide, you don't believe that those those uh, corrections, those ways out to temptations don't dissolve over time of you hardening your heart? And I agree
0: with what you just said, pregnant. but I think that's a different thing. What you just said, yeah, you, your heart can get hard and things like that, and things can bother you more or less. I agree with that, but I think it's a different thing than what you're saying it is. So I agree, and but in a different category.
7: Philippians 4 9 says, If we practice everything we saw Christ do and practice, if we practice and do those things, the God of peace will be with you. And in my walk with God, 100%, when I'm walking and practicing, uh obedience I have way more peace and I guess I right, guess
6: that's, that's not an option. Should, yeah I, I guess that's not an option.
7: No that's that's not an option. You should never never have more or less peace in your life directly tied to obedience.
0: I don't think that's what he's saying yeah. at all. No that's no. not what I'm saying at all.
7: No, that's right. 100%. That's not, that's not. You don't think draw near to God gives no. you... What does Philippians 4.9 mean to you, Chris? It means being infilled with the Spirit. When you are reading His Word and you
6: are in prayer, when you draw near to God, God draws near to you. This is being infilled no, with
7: the Holy a... Spirit. This is just part of the
6: redeemed heart. This is what will happen if you have
7: a redeemed heart. This is Where's not a, it, Where does it say, say a... read? anywhere in there. So this is exactly what it says. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. So keep putting into practice all those things. Then the God of peace will be with you. Where is reading? How do you know what Jesus and Paul
6: said? You have to read it. They aren't around telling you stuff, man.
7: Yeah, that's like fine. Reading it doesn't do anything if you don't do it. Uh, reading reading uh, reading doesn't uh, the, do anything for you if you don't do it. And that scripture addresses you, 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 that 100%. Believe,
6: again, again, you're believing in something called legalism. This is what the Pharisees taught. And what I'm trying to get through to you and what I've been trying to get through to you for months now, is that you have this bald type of legalism that you think is getting you closer to God. And what I am attempting to tell you is that your heart has to be transformed. And I think, Saint, I truly believe you are a Christian. I think that you are caught up into some really serious legalism. And what I'm trying to do is to, to shake you from that and to teach you, like, look, the way that you draw near to God is you are in his word daily. You are reading the scripture daily. You are... Praying daily, and I pray all the time. Like you know, pray where you are. You know, it's not like you got to get out a cloth and go. Let you know, sit on your knees or lay in front of your face. You can, I, you can and pray just while you're that's a you one-sided run. combo to you. It's
7: just no, one-sided. It's not. You're it's not the,
6: even... No, no, no. Again, this is the this is always the, dis, the 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 aspersions that you want to cast because you hate the word of God. And if you
7: hate the no, word of God, no, you said if God speaks back to you. It's got to go into Scripture. But now when yes. I say, oh, so it's a one-sided conversation. Oh, no, no. I God speaks to me. Of course God like, speaks to me. What are you, are you talking about?
6: Yeah, exactly. God spe- I, I am oh, 100% consistent. God so in your time of prayer,
7: it's always one-sided.
6: Sided. No. Your,
3: is not your one-sided. side of prayer one you-
6: yeah, so again, this is this is this is the straw men that people that okay. are caught up in this restorationist Nar movement come up with and they feel like that if they can't have Jesus the boyfriend with them all the time, that
3: somehow they're not communing Wow.
6: This is
7: nonsense. I can't believe you nonsense. speak of God that way. That's
6: who refer, refers to him this way it is your camp that does
7: you just did do you just you refers to Christ as a boyfriend have we tried to yeah guys let me That's help bad. you let me
0: help you saint okay so chris said you yeah. hate the bible saint you said Chris is whatever you said about him
7: <laughs> um, no i didn't say anything
0: disrespectful the the what well, the, well, oh yeah you, you were getting kind of angry and angry and a little heated that that was the thing um, that Jesus is my boyfriend. We talked well, about that. And it was specifically like, it, you know, this side, and it sounds like you too, are against all that nonsense. But we were talking like last week about how people trying to, I guess, um, focus on reverence and awe and feeling and empathy and like all these touchy-feely things, like start like considering G- like their love for God and Jesus like, as, as like, a, it, a creepily, creepy, creepy, romantic, like, lover-type way. And we were, like, objectively opposing that. But, unfortunately, it's the more kind of, like, charismatic Pentecostal of which I have background in. So, I mean, you know, but it's way, way, way far away from me, Chris. Um, but it's, like, these worship songs that, like, make it sound like, you know, Jesus is almost like their boyfriend. And it's, like, guys, that's creepy. I know you're trying to, like, express your love for God, But a creepy, like romantic type way is not right. So, you and Chris are at least aligned on that. No one wants to say Jesus is their boyfriend. So, congratulations, there's common ground. Go from there.
7: Well, I just think everybody or people who have been on fire for God, just like totally passionate about obeying Him, they got, they're obeying the scriptures. I don't know a single Christian that doesn't say that they have more in those seasons in their life that they had more peace, that they could they could feel God with them more, like the true spirit of the Holy Spirit. All those things are direct. All the fruits of the Spirit are directly tied to obedience in Christ. I never said anything about goofy feelings and stuff. Talking about the God being with me, His Spirit flowing through me right. like that that's good stuff but you think you think that doing
6: filthy rags is what enables the spirit to do that and i'm trying to tell you that god is so holy and so other and so apart from us there is no amount of good works that we are doing or obedience that we can do that is going to please him in any way that is why we no. Need here's the-, the finished work of christ
7: Here's a so, direct so the finished- thing that I've been working on. So I've been working on honoring others above myself. And it was hard, like very hard, because I was selfish in many ways. But when I started breaking through and honestly honoring others, it felt way better than not doing it that way. That piece is straight up from God, and it's from obedience. All right, let me
0: give it one more shot, and then I'm going to have to run. All right, so would it be fair to say— both of you putting on your generous hats. That um, you know, we're all Christians. We all believe in Jesus. We're we're all saved. So Satan is saying he, he needs to really you know do good stuff, not do not bad stuff. Not, not not oh well, except you um, and I, I think has so to, I think I said atheist. In the, anyways, okay. Anyways, the, the three people talking. Um, we're all saved. We all believe the same stuff about the resurrection of Jesus. So Saint believes he should not be sinning, uh, should definitely be doing the good stuff the Bible says, and that makes him feel like he has a closer walk with Christ. Um, it sounds like Saint is saying to Chris that uh, Chris is saying it's the same closeness to God no matter what, but I think something is getting lost in there. Chris, is it fair to say that if you, you know don't do anything the Bible calls, calls sins and stuff like that, and you just generally speaking have a very clean, clear conscience, that, you know— you're fine. You can breathe a little easier. But if you started like doing all kinds of things the Bible calls sin, calls sin just like you know, chalk up like a bunch of them every single day, like you know, you're you're going to be in Tampa, you go to a strip club, you know, totally for the food, not for anything bad. Um, you, you know, you you I don't know go, I don't know what you think about gambling, but go gamble, go like you know, punch homeless people like you do some, uh, some sins. You may still say spiritually speaking, you are just the same as close to God whether you do all good stuff or all bad stuff. But conscience speaking, you would say, well, well, yeah, I don't feel good about those things. I would definitely feel better uh, in general if I did not do those things. Is that fair to say? And then I think it sounds like saint is attributing it to a closer walk with God where you would say, no, my walk with God is the same. But of course, I'm going to feel better if I don't sin versus if I do sin, but facts don't care about feelings. Is that some sort of fair way to say that?
6: Sure, that's fair. If I'm rolling around in a bed of iniquity, you know, then, yeah, like, for sure, I am not, you know, um, going to have the peace of my salvation. This is what assurance is all about. So when we talk about assurance, when you are in, your, in the Word, when you're praying, when you're doing the things that you're supposed to be doing that are in keeping you filled with the Spirit, then yes you are going to have that sense of assurance you're going to have you know that overwhelming supernatural peace that the bible speaks about 100%. What i'm trying to get across is just by doing a list of stuff of do's and don'ts this is literally what the pharisees were specializing in. And you would look at their life and be like wow they're abstaining from you know all of these things and doing all this stuff and then Jesus calls them whitewashed tombs and I think that where the disconnect is coming is that I'm trying to warn against a bald legalism that we just do stuff and God is going to be pleased with us it is is our heart that God is concerned with that is what I am attempting to say
0: you have until the time I change the battery on my wife's watch that my conscience will be clear about and she will be happy if I do that that doesn't affect our marital status, but my conscience will be clear if I do this for her, and I will breathe easier. <laughs> Go ahead, Saint.
7: So, you just said that I, I would be like a Pharisee, related me to a Pharisee, but I would say you would be calling the disciples work salvationists when they're calling everybody to repent. Like 80% of the New Testament is correction to believers. So, it, I don't know. You just. I don't Dude, I don't understand your walk with God. And maybe yeah, you maybe you understand. haven't noticed it in your walk with God when you've been really close walking in obedience, the peace and the presence you walk with throughout the day. Maybe you've never never experienced that, but I, I 100% have. And I it's 100% my fault how I drifted off the path. And No, I have passion to never do that again, but to me, it's a a 100% relationship. You can harden your heart. You can reject the spirit. You have choices all day what you're going to focus your attention on. And to me, the whole Bible, it's always God wanting obedience. You might not think it's that big of a deal, or you think about it too much. the
6: Bible is not about (coughs) obedience. This is is the entire message of the Scripture. But why is this so hard? Because
0: while what Chris just said is correct, you hear what Chris saying as screw obedience. But that's not what Chris is saying. What Chris is saying is obedience doesn't matter for salvation in your walk with God. However, yes, also I, obey.
7: I never brought up salvation. Never. It's always been okay, well, whatever the you guys have been talking God about for an hour.
0: <laughs> It's just like walking Chris is with not God about and obedience, and near is about to a- God and
7: he'll draw near to you i never brought up salvation trying to do chris, works do, for salvation do you never.
0: disagree uh, chris do, do you want to draw far away from god do you want to lie in a bed of iniquity
6: no what i want to do is i want god <laughs> to fill me and fill me with the holy spirit daily i'm about to go into a parking garage you'll probably lose me
0: but i want I'm about to go into my alligator pit
6: spirit, right daily and daily when i am filled with the holy spirit and filled with the Holy Spirit, then I will do the works of my heart. I will follow what my heart wants to do. And that is going to be works of obedience to the law of Christ. That is how it works. So I don't know if any of that got through. I'm, I'm in the parking garage right now. So.
7: Yeah, and the, the, how many commands and corrections do you think the disciples gave to believers? there's tons of stern warning Man.
6: and I, absolutely absolutely but that's not that's not the heart of how you of how pursue,
7: important is that obedience.
6: it's not how, how you important obedience, is the right? obedience
7: to you but like the problem, on a scale of me 1 to let 10 me,
3: let me
6: see let me see if i can get through to you you are not going to be obedient in your own power you cannot be. The Bible teaches that the heart is deceitful above all else. In Ezekiel thirty-six twenty-four, it talks about the redeemed heart and how we are given a new
7: heart of flesh and not a heart of stone. And that is what is going when to we enable believe.
6: us. This is what is going to enable us to do the works of Christ.
7: Not... So God, God gives us God a way out of temptation. Works but then also forces us to obey. I just don't know
6: where you get getting... Just don't, again, you need to study the scripture is, is all I'm going to say. And you need a good pastor. I don't know who your pastor is, but like, dude, like I'm just trying to tell you, like these things are basic to this, to the scripture. And like, I can't believe after 10 or 15 of these conversations, we're still having this same conversation. What I'm trying to tell you is that when you are given a heart of flesh, you will obey the law of Christ. That is just part of who you now are as a new
7: creature. Like Once you believe, because if you believe, creature, if you believe it has nothing to do about some power forcing you to obey. It's once you believe and you see, oh my God, everything that God commands us to do is good. And then you start doing it. And then you're like, wow, my flesh hates doing what God wants me to do. And you start training and you do it. If you think you're, you can just kick back and oh God will make me obedient when, when I'm ready, you're it's, you're, gonna, you're no, not gonna do that this.
6: Not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that you're given a new heart of flesh. There is a struggle against the flesh. Allah, Romans seven. Romans 7 lays out what it is like to battle against the works of the flesh. And this is what the New Testament constantly is talking about and is constantly trying to get believers to understand. But my point is that if you have a redeemed heart, then you will want to do the things of the redeemed heart. The more that you are filled with the Holy Spirit and in his word and praying and doing all of the things that you are supposed to be doing, the more that your new heart takes over. And you will the not more you're curse, filled
7: with the Spirit, the that's God. Yes. So if you don't have much yes. fruit of the Holy Spirit, it's God's fault, right? So if you're walking in your flesh more often than no. than not, it doesn't have Gosh. anything to do with you denying your flesh.
6: It's it's okay. God. No. It, it, again. You, see, you I don't know how to have this conversation with you. Like, What I'm trying to tell you is exactly what the Scripture teaches. This is not controversial. This is what the Scripture has taught for 2,000 years. Like, I'm just saying maybe we have a few more conversations about it because I just don't think you're hearing.
7: Well, I just heard you say we, we start to walk in the Spirit the more we're filled with the Spirit. So I'm wondering, what is practically, can you explain to me in your life what that looks like? Because to me, uh, walking in the spirit is directly tied to denying our flesh, like not being selfish, not destroying apathy, right. destroying you're tying, fear. You're tying
6: it to all of the things that you should not do. That's exactly how the Pharisees pursue it. What I'm trying to tell you is that is not a proper Christian walk. A proper Christian walk is to bathe yourself in in Christ and to be in Christ in union with Christ the more that we are in union with Christ the less that we will pursue the works of the flesh that is pauline
7: explain theology that to me. explain practically how do you do that every day you read, so for instance okay
6: here practically i wake up in the morning i pick my phone up i read some news then on the way to taking my son to school, we do the LSB daily reading. It runs anywhere from eighteen to twenty-five minutes, so we listen to the entire scripture. It's a it's scripture every single day. Then so I you, will
7: you, you eat pray the Word of God daily. That's good.
6: Right. So then I pray with my son. I send him off to school, and then I'm contemplating the scriptures on my drive back for about twenty-five minutes. Okay, meditating so on the Word. On that's God good. Word. Right. And so these are the practical things. Okay. Now, the days that I skip that or don't do that, yeah, they're a little more rougher days. Okay. But at the same time, it's not like if I skip a day, I'm going out and, you know, slitting the throats of homeless people because the redeemed heart is not going to allow you to do that.
7: Yeah. So you just, you directly tied it to what, what I speak about. So you're practicing things in the book. But when, when I say that, then you're like, no, you just need to be in Christ. And then when I ask you what are practical ways, you give more examples of obedience.
6: Yeah, and maybe that's bridging the gap. Uh, you know, like when you ask me specifics, when I say read your word and be immersed in the scripture and be immersed in prayer, you know, those are specifics. That's union with Christ. That is the Christian life. And
7: I would I would say practice how the Bible tells you to think, like what not to think about. So if you start to get anxious, redirect your thinking. And it, so it's not just meditating on the Word as part of it. But if you practice everything that He does, I guarantee you, you'll be in a better
6: place. And
7: the more well, you Lord, do I it, the more better
6: place.
3: You're going to be what
6: I'm trying to tell you is I don't dwell on the stuff that I'm not supposed to do. What you're supposed to do is to dwell on Christ, not, you know, like when it says be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The renewing of your mind is not I need to renew my mind. The renewing of your mind is being immersed in the scriptures, being immersed in prayer, being immersed in the Christian life, being immersed in community, you know, and and those are the things that are going to renew your
7: mind. So some things will, it has nothing to do with you actually thinking, but it has to do with obeying other parts of the Bible. That's how, so you don't worry about how you're thinking, you read your Bible. So you obey other things.
6: If you are are immersed in the scriptures, are you thinking about whatever, you know, being anxious?
7: Well, if we could, if we could do that all day. That would be nice, but realistically, you we
6: can't. You just, we all can. you got to do is be praying where you are. Pray always. Pray without ceasing. That is one of the commands Amen. of Scripture, man. So, so, I mean, if you're Direct praying religion. without ceasing, are you saying that you're thinking lustful thoughts at that point? No! You know, it, but it is a battle with the flesh. It is Romans chapter 7. And what I'm trying to tell you is that if you're constantly thinking about the stuff you shouldn't be doing, instead of constantly thinking of union with Christ, it will lead to disaster. That is my, that is no, my message I would, to you. I right
7: would agree. <clears throat> I would agree, but it's it's yeah, more, yeah, I okay, think, being open to God, giving us correction throughout our day. So there's probably 3,000 things I need to work on that I'm not doing well, but I believe 100% God personally has me working on <clears throat> the things he wants me to work on
6: no i think that Through that's, that, him that's, where we're, that's where we're diverging. is that you're looking at a series of behaviors that you think you need to work on as a person i am saying that those series of behaviors will be automagically corrected if you do these simple other steps which are be in the spirit uh be reading your scripture and be meditating on the scripture and be i'm saying so little things that you think you have to correct will be automatically corrected by just doing so to wrap
0: this up because i have to go oh bob man you should have talked before now you've been up here like 40 minutes automatically okay i'll show you tomorrow well hang on Let let me just wrap this up so um saint uh have you noticed probably because you try to do it um that when there would be things that are your weaknesses and you're like, ah, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And you're like staring out in a window. and It's like, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's like the more you focus on it, even to say, I shouldn't do that. I need to not do that. I can't think about that, but I am. I'm looking at it. Don't do that. Don't do that. You're still more in- inclined to end up doing that. Even though you're, because you're focusing on it, right? Like out of sight, out of mind. So you want a practicality. <laughs> there you go. It's like the, if you're staring at, I don't know, if you go to a beach and women are your problem, and there's like, uh, you know, left is no one. It's a desolate beach. Uh, right is tons of people in like thong bikinis. And you're just like, oh, don't go there. Don't go there. Don't, don't don't go there. And you're like thinking so much about don't go there. You're like, oh, gee, why did I just set up my tent right in the middle of them? I went right. Oops, shouldn't have done that. Versus you just go left, never think about it again. Out of sight, out of mind. So um, Saint, if women and internet things are your problem, what you can practically do is get a Covenant Eyes subscription and email Chris, your Covenant accountability buddy, and if you sin, he will broadcast it to everyone on the internet. That will be a very good practical deterrent to keep your internet browser in check. Um, that would be the best practical
6: advice I have. Sure. So Maybe we just do that for everybody. Way, we all get, I'll pay I, for everybody to get Covenant Eyes. There you go.
7: The way I conquered that that area in my life was I intentionally I confessed with other another brother every single time and then I figured out where did I keep failing like how did I keep because you don't just slip into that and Facebook I was opening a door with Facebook and that's how it would start so then I eliminated that and then after I don't know, I'd say it took three months before I was able to do that. But the crazy thing is, is four months after that, I was praying for pastors for that same exact sin. And it took 100% intentionally trying to to stop that. And I believe if you intentionally where do I fail? How do I do this? And if you try hard and you actually hate it, you'll you'll be able to gain freedom. but to me that's that's a huge and, problem in the body right now.
0: I mean when you say try hard though, that's just antithetical. like I get it. you want you want to be wise, you want to use wisdom, you want to, you don't want to sin, you want to try to avoid it but whenever you, it's like, almost like you're sweating, so example, that you're trying so hard. And I, I actually, I, I really got to go, Steve. but I, I really have to go. But I mean, it's like that, that striving that's like antithetical to the Bible. So yes, you should not sin. I would be more charitable than Chris and say, look, I actively have to, you know, try to not sin. I focus on not sinning. But that being said, I also try to minimize my toil, take some practical steps and, you know, not think about that, but think about you know godly things like if gambling is your problem go to church you can't be gambling if you're at church well hopefully not unless you're going to be driven out like jesus and the pharisees but you're not going to be at a casino if you're in a church you're not omnipresent if you get out of church want to go to a casino turn around and go back to church uh rinse and repeat as much as necessary so by focusing on the good it eliminates time in your life that you can think of the bad if it's stuff inside your head that's harder to do because you can still think about that if you're in a bible study or if you're reading the bible or if you're at church. So that's where i think take practical steps to just limit your limit your exposure to things that make you think those thoughts. Cut off the internet, cut off electricity, i don't know, move to the woods. But anyways, i i really do have to go. I appreciate the talk. Um everyone i'll, I'll catch you later and come back tomorrow if you like, saint, but i got to run now. Everyone have an awesome day.